Do 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 do. Switch Mania Playcast. Welcome to episode 18 of the Switch Mania Playcast. The Directisode. Directisode. <laughs> <laughs> Told you it took me a long time to come up with that. Zero Zone. <laughs> Episode zero or episode eighteen? To find wow. out. Wow! <laughs> I can't believe it's been eighteen episodes already. That's craziness, actually. They haven't this—they haven't taken us off the air yet. I don't think they can <laughs> stop us at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the switch, we keep on chugging along. We're we're better in portable mode. No. <laughs> <laughs> switch Mania Playcast Lite is coming soon. On portable. On portable only. So, um, I know with the feedback from the last episode, outside of our normal, like, people enjoying, um, Mm -hmm. I did have a couple people asking for specific, um, podcast websites and things. Um, so basically, we're available anywhere that you can get podcasts, you know, but it's, we upload to an RSS feed. A lot of websites pull from that already. So that's where we're available, like all over the place. But we also specifically have um, the RSS feed loaded into Apple Podcasts as well as Google Podcasts. So mm-hmm. I know that a lot pull from it, but they're like other websites. I don't know if it's like Podomatic. There was one that that a um, a listener asked about, and mm-hmm. I, I just said, "Well, it's it's on where it's on." <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you see anything else that was specifically new with it? Because we we still had quite a few people. Yeah, I yeah I, I pretty much just see the normal stuff, which is nice. The regulars tend to comment that they enjoyed the episode, um, so they always reach out uh, either privately or they'll respond back to one of our uh, our tweets. But nothing nothing there, brand new, but always just good there feedback. There was one again. This was like last week. Um, one guy posted a picture and he bought Troll and I because of our episode. Yeah. <laughs> wow, you're <laughs> welcome, sir. <laughs> In all honesty, it's not like they um they bought one of the games that we absolutely didn't like. So that's good. <laughs> that's that's true. You know what? They, didn't mind we, Troll and I. No, exactly. And and they listened to the podcast and they said, you know what? It's worth trying. And that's really what what it's all about, right? We play a game and we give our honest feedback and hopefully people who, I mean, if you look at our polls, so many people tend to have not played the games that we've chosen that hopefully after they listen to, they go, hmm, maybe this is worth my time, at least to, you know, put a few hours in and see if I like it or not. The other thing I liked seeing was one of the one of the commenters was they couldn't wait to see our breakdown of the uh, Nintendo Direct, which I think that's really cool that people are like looking forward to hearing our perspective on things. Oh yeah, um, it's even to the point where JP asked me before we recorded, and I said, "Save it for the cast, JP." Save mm-hmm. it for the cast. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> yep. No, um, this is perfect timing for us. Yeah, and um, of course we're getting really close to the Switch Collector, so we'll, we'll definitely be talking about that. There's actually a surprise I didn't tell JP about. Um, as, That's as, also common with this show now. <laughs> anticipation, right? Um, uh-huh. Now he has to wait till we get to it. But um, with the Saturday post, um, we, we're tending to see you know a lot of people just really excited for it, which is yeah. amazing. Um, and you know we launch next tuesday so when we record next week it'll be live wow yeah like that that's and you know it's funny it's like every week we post the link to switchopedia.com it takes you right to the page and a lot of times people go like oh i can't back it like what's going on and and we have to remind them like oh it hasn't gone live yet it's going live on the 10th but i'm so glad that you know they 
they get to the they get to the page landing and they start reading about it and they're that excited that they're ready to back it and i mean that's 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 great feedback and i'm just so excited that i can't believe we're less than a week away at this point Mm -hmm. for it to fully be live and us to just really focus on it and just you know share updates and hopefully everyone can can talk about and get excited with us because it really is just going to be a a fun month in general once this goes live it's gonna be crazy yeah i mean it's gonna be daily posts about it and like it's gonna be really fun too because we're just gonna talk about the switch like and so we'll uh we'll get to that though later in the episode um yes uh one thing i would like to mention in the housekeeping is um Mm -hmm. sydney hunter is now on the digital switch eShop um Mm -hmm. and in the upcoming games so, you know, the game that uh, Game Straighty won, who I'm on his channel, John Lester with him, game that they've been working on for like five years is finally on the Switch eShop. Um, <laughs> now, admittedly, the price is $19.99 for a digital copy. That's a bit pricey for me. Um, so that's me being the honest broker, and I know the guys who made it. Um, mm-hmm. However, uh, the more people that get it digitally will show the interest in it and allow it to come out physically. So. Mm-hmm. Those that want to see more of the indie games, like what Collector Vision is doing, you know, we got to support. But nineteen ninety nine is is a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> for a digital only game. Like, I'm gonna su- support, but like, it's gonna be tough at that price point. Um, I don't know what I expected because you know they've been working on it for five years, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's just it's interesting. Maybe I'm just spoiled with the eShop with cheap games. Well, I may make you have to get it if I choose it for our playcast. <laughs> True story. It's not available yet, though. <laughs> well, when when it is, I mean. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a perfect idea. Um, mm-hmm. And, of course, we always appreciate uh, any ratings that everyone gives us an Apple Podcasts. Again, it does help us um, when it comes to searches. So anybody can. I think we're still at 12, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you, everybody. Super, super cool. Anything else uh, housekeeping-wise you want to address? No. No, I'm I'm excited to get into the game of the week. Yeah, and the game of the week is Blaster Master Zero. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome game. Um, it is created, developed, published by Inti Creates. Uh, director was Satoru Nishizawa. Uh, producer was Takuya Aizu. <laughs> I probably messed that one up. And programmed <laughs> by Ryoto Nakayama. Oh boy. <laughs> Shin Nakamura and Yuji Natsumi did the art, um, and the writer was Masato Okudaria. I messed that all up. Um, but that was, that was impressive. I could not say that. But a lot of them, and again, the, there's four different composers as well, like Hiroaki Hiro, Sano and Kataru Yamada. A lot of these were original developers, writers, composers from the original games, too, um, mm-hmm. which is really cool to see. Um, and then it was released on March 9th, 2017 worldwide, uh, with a six day earlier launch in Japan, um, offer single and multiplayer for the game. Mm -hmm. Um, and basically it's a platforming game and a, essentially a reboot of Sunsoft's Blaster Master for the original NES, um, and the as the NES original, the game plot uh, centers around Jason Frudnick, a young man who descends into a subterranean world to rescue his frog named Fred. 
<laughs> and you basically I love the premise of that. control little Jason, little guy. Um, and he's behind the wheel of a tanked vehicle named Sophia. Uh, you explore mm-hmm. large environments. So basically what I like to call this is Metroidvania. <laughs> like it really yep. is. Yep. But it's really cool because you have your whole Metroid-style exploration with caves. But when you jump out of your tank uh, mm-hmm. and control Jason, number one, he's pretty helpless. Um, a little bit better in the reboot, actually. But mm-hmm. but then you go into the caves, and it turns into a top-down, almost Zelda-style, more like, ironically, Fester's Quest on the NES, which is also done by Sunsoft, by the way. Mm. Um, however, controls real well, but it's a top-down style where you, you shoot, I, shoot and throw bombs. And um, this game, this version, added a crap ton um, from the NES original, uh, those that are mm-hmm. haven't played this, um, but have played the NES one, um, just think about like if you would have had a map on the original NES one, because you actually get a map in this game, mm-hmm. and that like right there opens up tons of possibilities because it shows you where you need to go next. Whereas back in the day, it was seriously like the original Metroid, where they just don't give you anything. You got to hunt around. So. <laughs> That's insane. Super, super <laughs> cool that you get to see where to go. In some of the caves, you get you unlock like the whole area maps and things, um, which mm-hmm. is really awesome. Uh, there's a lot more bosses. There's actual bosses on the um, the tank sections now, which wasn't in the original. Um, oh, really? Multiple I don't think endings I... in the game. Huh. Yeah, there was. A, I I actually fought a really awesome boss. Um, so. Let's uh, go to how far were we able to get into it? I'll let you go first. Not Well, you know me by now. I'm lucky if I can find time to play. But I, I put in about two and a half hours into this game. I got to the third world, which, or third stage, which I believe was the industrial one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was. So I found the girl, and I finally just got the ability to hover in the air with the tank. So that's where I'm at right now, and I'm very sad because I didn't get a chance to start playing until late this week, really, and by the time I got into it, I was just loving it, and it was right time for the podcast, and even with the day postponed, I still only had a little bit of extra time to play, which is a shame because, as you can already guess, I am fully enjoying this game so far. Yeah, life got in the way with both of us on Wednesday. It was actually oh, yeah. my anniversary. So I was Happy like, yeah, anniversary? We, yeah, it was like, like JP asked me, and I'm like, you know what? I probably need to not record because <laughs> it's our anniversary. It's, uh, yeah. We, we just hung out anyways, but like, yeah, it's married for a while, but it's um definitely a good idea to postpone one day. Um, But yeah, so so with me, it was it was different. So I, I wanted to play... As some of the other characters, which I did do. I played because there's a bunch of DLC characters, such as Shante um, and Shovel Knight and Gunvolt from Azure Striker Gunvolt, as well as a character I didn't really know who she was, where she was from. Um, Wait, is this is this a, immediately available to play as a different character? Yes, you can start the game. You just go to DLC and you just start with them, and it saves mm-hmm. in their it's, it'll save in their own um, save slot. So you can. And this was free DLC. No. <laughs> like, oh okay i was like i didn't see that in my option i think they were a dollar a piece or 59 cents a piece or something like that um but yeah each one of the the bonus dlc characters controls differently than jason does um hmm. but they don't have all the different 
power-ups that he has, but they have some other ones. So, like, for example, I know speedrunners use Shantae because you can turn into a um, an elephant and you can, like, zoom through enemies and blow through stuff. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it's real interesting. Um, however, I didn't really get to play more than just, like, the first area with some of the characters. Um, mm-hmm. I, did, I was, um, we went out to San Antonio and hung out and went to Six Flags and did a bunch of cool stuff this weekend. Uh, went to the river nice. walk, did a bunch of family stuff. So I played a little bit over that, but I was, you know, doing family stuff. And, but mm-hmm. I did continue my original save from two years ago too. And I went and played through level seven and in level seven at the end, there's a giant side scrolling boss, which is like a skeleton style dragon looking guy and it was awesome and i actually was able to beat him i got into um and i got into world eight and world eight is extremely hard <laughs> oh wow so yeah. how many worlds are there do you know eight is, oh so you got to the last eight's called the oh, final nice. zone um and then there is like a a secret ending or just a different ending too i'm not really sure how to get it because i didn't get to that section um but there is a secret ending as well which is really cool um so yeah, before we yeah. go on, let me ask you, what are your thoughts on, on multiple endings in general? Are you a fan of it? Do you, do you not like it because it makes you have to you know, feel like, oh, I didn't finish everything or I didn't get everything? And depending on the game, maybe you don't have a chance to kind of like save before a certain point and then you know, see a different ending. So I'm just curious you know, what your take is on that. Well, with a game like this one, it's not super, um, it's not super long. So I don't mind it, but like, it all depends. If there's if it's a trick way or a kind of you have to do something that's extremely hard, um, mm-hmm. that's where I have issues. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but it, it's so I, I typically I I always think that more content's better than not. Mm-hmm. So how many hours have you put into it? That you're on the final world already? Oh, I, I it probably was like five or six hours. Um, that's a good to me. That's a very good length for a game so, nowadays. So for for this game, if you're a completionist, though, that's how you get the secret ending. So like, if you collect all the weapon upgrades, up um weapons, upgrade chips, all the area maps, then the extended endings unlocked, and you get another um new tank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Sophia Zero gets corrupted. You got to fight it off. There's a whole new boss fight. It's really cool. Um, nice. Really crazy. Uh, I, I think it's really cool. But the the best part about this, um, which I knew about two years ago, I, I nerded out, is as a kid, I owned the Worlds of Power Blaster Master book. And hmm. the story in this with the unconscious girl named Eve yeah. and everything, was not in the NES version. It was just Jason goes after his frog. Um, the whole Eve thing was in that book. So this what, is actually... What's the name of this book? Worlds of Power. It's a series of NES... Um, oh, I remember these. Back in the day. Um, all created by one author. And basically he had a pen name for it. It was um, created oh, by A.L. Seth Golden, A-L- but... L A A L Singer is, is the guy, but like basically, mm-hmm. Blaster Master was the first book in the series. I have all ten books now, but back in the day, I owned Blaster Master as well as Wizards and Warriors. I owned those two books as a kid, so 
The thing is, is that the narrative from that novelization was used um, with some of the plots and the character names. So that's awesome. And they added some of the um, stuff from Metafight, which is the Japanese Famicom version. So like this mm-hmm. is like the ultimate like tribute to Blaster mm-hmm. Master, but it also takes an NES game, refines it, and does it the like the right way. Gives it the right treatments, the right way to do a reboot or reimagining of a classic game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. It isn't like Absolutely. they just threw a fresh coat of paint on it or made it like with polygons or anything like that. They literally rewrote it, added like basically quality of life improvements. You know what I mean? Like with mm-hmm. the map and the there's a lot more um, different weapons and they have quick select buttons with the newer, you know, because we have more buttons on the controllers for the Switch than we had on the NES. So mm-hmm. like, there's it's like night and day and it's such an improvement that I really hope that like companies like Nintendo are taking note and like they when they if if when hint hint when they do Star Tropics, we get something like that. Uh-huh. That would be amazing. Imagine if we got a Star Tropics Zero in the, in the vein of a of Blaster Master Zero, like or other yeah. NES games. Because I mean, I've been playing some of the the games I've gotten in recently too. Um, on the side and some of the games are like retro reimaginings of nes games like the ones that came mm-hmm. from Plasia recently the oiken and, and those games i've been playing those and they're all like unique new stuff like we're in a shangri-la i keep saying it every week like it mm-hmm. is amazing amazing yeah you know it's funny because when this first came out it was one of the first games that i, I got off the eShop, and i played actually i looked at my save i still had it and i was just starting um world three um or level however you want to call it level three so when i got when i was playing uh today actually during lunch i had gotten further than i did you know two years ago but i realized that i never used the map the first time i played really i didn't really look at the the weapon selection like i kind of like for me it was it was the first time i ever played it and it was just kind of like oh let me see how this is and i was just playing like very basic and then when you start really getting into it and you know choosing your weapons and really looking at the map and really paying attention to just everything about the game i mean it just it really drew me in and i think above everything else the music oh and, so good and, and and i have to say i think my favorite pieces of music was when you're in the cave and you're on foot it just something about it just like I don't know, like it, like if a game, you know, I was thinking, I'm trying to think how to say it because I was actually, as I'm playing, as I was playing this, I was thinking, okay, how am I going to say this like on the show? Do you ever just play a game where you just like sit back and smile and you just feel good and you don't really know why aside from like, this is just really fun right now. Yeah. That's how I felt with this. And the music I think is what did it for me. I don't know if it was just me being in my car with the windows down and like 70 80 degree weather outside so it was like really nice today but just something about it was just like everything was just like a 10 like everything was nostalgia yeah but you know i i had this game like i got it a few years ago when i started collecting retro or when i started collecting nes games and i played just maybe the first level on the original nes so it's not that i you know grew up with blaster master and i was so happy to play it again but i mean this was just this just like just they did you're right they did it right and even for someone who never played it it made me want to go back to the original because it's like wow this game you know came back from way back in the day here it is you know 
like nicely done and it just makes you appreciate you know where we've come in gaming and i think they did everything right with this i mean the controls to me were very tight and and i notice it more when i'm in the tank because you're jumping you know from platforms sometimes and you want to be able to like stop on a dime right you don't want to like you know fall off a little bit or anything like that you want to just precision and to me everything was just was just right with this game and it's it's funny because like it's crazy yeah and and it's funny like the story like you say like he goes after his frog who falls down you know this portal and i'm just thinking like this is the premise like you know it's it's the future and he has his reason like i mean all i've seen so far is you know that he he believes that finding this frog could lead to like improving the ecosystem and and whatnot but it's just so funny that it's like i'm gonna go on this adventure to find this frog and that's how it begins and it's so simple that it just it's it's perfect and you know the little cutscenes in the beginning you're talking about you didn't use the map well like imagine going i think it's when you go to world either four or five there's a section (laughs) where like the map takes you back to the beginning of the game and then you got to use your newly, and it's probably World 4, actually, because you use mm-hmm. your, your newly garnered hover. But, mm-hmm. like, imagine without a map, back in the day before the internet, and just, I randomly thought, oh, I'm going to go back to the beginning and fly up and see what's up there. And that's how mm-hmm. I found that, was, I, I don't know why I decided to do it, because I was stuck in the game for years. I had this as a kid. I had <laughs> Blaster Master as a kid growing up. Don't know, don't really remember how I got it. But I had it, and I just remember going and finding it, and I was like, oh, my God. Um, I want to say that Blaster Master might have been one of those home shopping club, home, shop, home shopping network ones, like, because mm-hmm. I got a lot of games from my parents that way, like, for, like, Christmas. But, um, oh, wow. But, like, yeah, that's how they would get them, because it would be, like, $20 or $20 a piece or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, perfect for my, my family. That's why I got our Dragon Warrior one year for Christmas, even though I already got my Nintendo Power magazines. Because, <laughs> you know, the Nintendo mm-hmm. Power. But, like, that's how I got Blaster Master, too. And, <laughs> um, and it was just crazy, though. Like, I had it for, like, a year or two. And then I just one day was playing. And I'm like, hey, let me try going doing that, because I finally got the, the hover. And I went mm-hmm. up there, and I was like, oh, my God, there's a whole other part to the game. Because I was, you know, literally going and touching every crevice, the whole Legend of Zelda original style, where you just try to go to every single spot you can. Yeah. you don't know what you're going to find. That's how Blastmaster was. This map shows you exactly where to go. It's It makes things so much more streamlined, so much more playable in this day and age. Like, and you're right, because yeah, because in the third world for me, I didn't find the map yet, and I think I missed a, I must have missed one of the caves in the beginning because I'm already, you know, I already have the hover ability, and I still don't have the map. And you're right, like getting used to it for the first two levels, I go, wow, I'm completely lost, and I'm, and now I'm just, you know, doing the old school, just exploring and just jumping up everywhere and seeing if I could blast something, which is part of the fun, but the map. And this game is just perfect. It shows you exactly where the caves are. It shows you where the exits are. And to me, that's just, you know, that, that's very helpful because I want to enjoy the game and kind of move and, and move past it and, and move through the stages. I don't necessarily have time to, and which is a shame, like I don't have time to just explore on my own with like a notepad and pen and try and remember where everything is. But, and but you're right, me, the map, World I mean, seven was a maze. World Seven was a maze. Like even with the map, like I had to, I had to hunt around when I was playing. I played for a couple hours in World Seven. Like, mm-hmm. um, so I did figure out who the fourth DLC character was. Her name yeah. is 
Ekoro from Galgun. So it's Gal- another. It's an anti. Galgun. Yeah, Galgun. It's an anti crate wow. uh, switch title. So, yeah. Okay. So there's those are two of the DLC ones from from anti crates, and then the guest characters mm-hmm. are Shantae and Shovel Knight. Um, also. They released a patch for the game that added a destroyer mode, which is a harder difficulty after you beat the game. So I didn't know about that. So if you think it's too easy with the maps and everything, you can play it on destroyer mode. Mm -hmm. Um, And then after all the DLC in October, they added a boss rush game mode as well. So you can do the oh, boss nice. rush. So I, those are both likely unlockable after beating because I definitely did not have mm-hmm. either of those. So, so let me ask you because I don't know if this was just included in the, the Switch version, but at one when I'm in the third world, I finally decided to go into the menu to change my weapon. And I realized I had like all nine levels of weapons like immediately. And I can't imagine that's how it's supposed to be. So I don't know if there was a, an update that kind of, you know, gave you like an easy mode or, you know, gave you all, all the abilities at, in the beginning. But like I had the most powerful gun for him when he's on foot, like already. And I'm so like, I it don't... wasn't that it's the most powerful. I think it's that you collect the power ups. And mm-hmm. as you collect the power ups, it goes up to nine levels. So like, okay. you, so if you're take damage and you you lose your power ups mm-hmm. like you'll be at the weakest bonus weapon whereas okay. i mean i could be thinking of it backward um mm-hmm. but then you power up and you can power up to the the most powerful and then there's multiple different gunshots i was always using the one that went and shot through um barricades and things mm-hmm. because there's like one that goes like through everything and it like really kills all the enemies as you get later in the game. <laughs> like it just goes right through and destroys all the the giant um, robots that have tons of swirling bullets and everything. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's super super cool game though. Oh yeah. yeah, and yeah, you know after you mentioned the author Al Singer for uh, the the Seven Wonders books, I looked him up on Wiki, and he's actually um, lives in Brooklyn, New York. He's actually a, a children's and young adult fiction writer, and he did the Thirty Nine Clues series, oh. and it just made me think, like, huh, good, must be a very good writer, very popular I like, series. I like how you called it Seven Wonders of His Worlds of Power. <laughs> Worlds of Power. Oh my gosh, Seven yeah, you're, Wonders book. I was like, that's awesome. I'm like, wonder where he came up with that. That's awesome. I, I looked at the first thing he wrote, and for some reason, you said I thought it was Wonders. My bad. <laughs> Wonders of Nintendo's the just a big wonder, that's why. Stevens of the Wonders of Power. <laughs> Powerful world of... Peter America. Duncan Larangus. Le- Larangus. Hmm. I'm going to have to follow him now on Twitter and thank him for, uh, for, for writing about Eve. See, so I was thinking that it was R.L. Singer was somebody else, but actually it was Seth Godin who created the series... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, that it's not the the author is Ale Singer, who's Peter Duncan, right? Yeah. Peter Legrands. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I was like completely <laughs> all over it. <laughs> That's okay. Seven Wonders series. <laughs> well, no, it, it says that on his bio, but it's Worlds of Power. That's it. It was. I I looked at the wrong thing that he wrote. Classic. See, I just I just I just picture. I was like, huh? It must be Seven Wonders. <laughs> That's it wasn't right. My bad. My bad. Sorry for that tangent, everybody. The wonderful 101. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, do, do we have any listener feedback? 
course we do. Of course so we do. every I, week I know we get a bunch on. <laughs> yeah. On Twitter. This is actually one of our highest polls, which is nice. Um, so on Twitter, on JP Switchmania, I put a weekly poll out right before our episode. And this week I wrote, it's that time again. This week, Hagen's Alley and I are going to be playing Blaster Master Zero from Inti Creates. Have you played it? What are your impressions of the game? Comment below, and we're going to read them right now. Right. So meow. We had, <laughs> right, meow. <laughs> 218 votes. So thank you to everybody. Wow. That's a very, very good turnout. What's not a good turnout is that I'm going to go a little bit out of order. Only 28% have played this game. I'm wow. very I'm very surprised. 65% have not played it. 6% own it, haven't played it, and 1% said they would play it this week. So I hope they do. I hope that wow. one person so, does. So there's people who downloaded and bought it and hadn't played it. That's interesting. Because mm-hmm. like normally if it's a physical game, I understand people like not getting around it and not opening their physical game. Mm-hmm. Like a digital one, that's interesting. I'll tell you why and this is my theory, is that this was one of the first eShop games. And if people were like me, we pretty much bought, what, Snipper Clips? We bought Fast RMX, and we bought Blaster Master Zero. It was just that excitement of just like, wow, we got, you know, games on the eShop. Let's try them out. I don't think, I mean, I don't remember the original price. I don't think it was that expensive. And, awesome. you know, it was, a, it was an NES remake, remaster of, of the game. So it's just like, yeah, why not? Let me put this in. And, and I'm sure, like, uh, a lot of people... Played it very briefly. I played a little bit, and then you know, game started coming out, and it kind of just fell into my my folder on the eShop of games I'm hopefully going to get back to one day. And two years later, I did. So, but yeah, I I figure that a lot of people probably got it just for the sheer excitement of hey, it's the Switch, it's new, and there's games available, and this one looks fun. But either way, we do have feedback. So, Sin by Game said loved it. Ninja Cape said, we'll play it when LRG releases the physical. So that's right. Limited Run Games has announced that they're going to be bringing a physical of Blaster Master Zero. And I will uh, buy I believe all this was... of the things that they release with that because I love yeah. this series. You know, I'm very curious to see what kind of goodies. I don't think I've gotten that far enough in the game to think, you know, what are some of the memorable items aside from like maybe like a little like uh, Sophia vehicle yeah. that would be pretty cool even well, you know, like a you know what's crazy is like i just looked back i'm like yeah i own this game cib and then i look and i forgot i actually have a pick a jason from nes uh, <laughs> pixel painting oh nice <laughs> that i got from my buddy ryan in uh when i was in austin at the convention so i actually got mm-hmm. a jason a jason painting like it's like i was like oh nice. yeah i got a blaster master painting cool. i forgot about that that's awesome <laughs> i have way too much stuff apparently <laughs> So at Jinx underscore ZSSB said, played it and loved it. Definitely worth it, though I hope it gets a pack with both games on it. I believe the controls are pretty well done and weapons are very simple to use, but some may ignore others for just a fully powered blaster. At Shampoo said, own the original NES game, was holding off for physical release on the Switch. I believe Limited Run Games has us covered anytime soon with that. That's true. They're going to be bringing it. At Cosmo um, I just I butchered that. Sorry. One of the best neo retro games out there, on par with Bloodstained: Curse of the Moon by the same developers. I hope you like it as much as I did. I did. Thank you. At TG, <laughs> I did. <laughs> At TG Contrarian, Blaster Master Zero was amazing. I played it, beat it, a hundred percent completed. Then went through all the DLC, which is why Blaster Master Zero Two felt kind of short and disappointing. Oh, interesting. interesting. Yeah. 
And the last feedback was at Dan underscore M. Phillips said, I loved it. I was a big fan of the original on NES, and they did a really nice job with this one. So I think what's interesting is I think this may have been one of the few polls we've done where you know all the feedback was in the favorable column. And I could see that. I mean, I really, from what I've played so far of it, there's only one thing that I... I would say I had issues with the controls. And that's when you're trying to raise the, the gates or lower them, and you use your tank to move on, like, the treadmill. So you're you're powering it. I had a hard time, like, jumping off of the treadmill piece to jump to the platform because a lot of times what would happen is I, I would get stuck, and then my tank would move, and I'd fall down, like, the I'd move to the right. So that, to me, I had to... Yeah, I had to try it a few times. That's one part. I mean, that was it. I mean, other than that, yeah. the game to I me was just... I didn't have any issues with the treads myself, but I could see how that would, would happen. Yeah, and it wasn't anything where it was like, oh, I, I didn't make the jump and I plummeted to my death. It was more of just like, ah, I fell off and I just jumped back on. And, you know, it's nothing that it was really taking me away from the game experience. But, I mean, so far, three worlds in, and it's a phenomenal game. And it really is like they haven't done perfectly so far with the first three worlds where you know they're smart with blocking off areas that you can't get to so you already know you're going to have to go back but they position everything the right way so when you get that power up you use it immediately to kind of backtrack and then from that point it guides you to the exit by having to use your new weapon and you know maybe the map just simplifies it a lot because you can see exactly where you need to go so there's not that much remembering of you know oh there was something over here that i needed to get to but i just thought that it was a great way to introduce like i I like that in games where they slowly give you the abilities not everything at once but you know each level has one or two new things to learn and you use them immediately and then as you progress through the game then you have to start thinking you know what's what's my best strategy and i I like that i mean it, it, it gives you a it it gives the player a chance to appreciate the game and not feel like for me with uh, God Eater 3 trying to remember all the buttons. I mean, that was just too much for me. And here, you know, because it was an NES game and it had only two buttons, essentially, that they just I thought they did it very smart. What's interesting, too, is going back to it, like there's definitely some abilities that are unlocked that I even forgot it had. Like you can attach to the wall and like drive up the wall or drive on the ceiling. Oh, that's awesome. And yeah, I haven't that. I didn't do that at all in World 7, but it's like mm-hmm. necessary for World 8. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I would just use the, the hover ability and fly it up, but like you can, if you attach, you don't use up your, your MP, yeah. you know, as per se, because you have a bar that you have to com- continually refill. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, it's super cool, though. Like, I have, like, this is an A plus game for me. Like, it's a definitely recommend. Um, those that are waiting, for it physically um we're to the point now where it's going to come out pretty soon so i would definitely say it's not a bad idea to to wait for it to come physically but like i'm hoping that it we do get part one and two if if somebody like like one of the listeners said if part two is that short there maybe there's no reason not to put both on there and it does sound like something inti creates would do because we got Mm -hmm. the azure striker gun vault the the um striker pack Mm -hmm. with both games So they they are known for doing that. So let's hope that LRG, you know, Limited Run Games, is able to get both in their deal. And I will say, you know, looking online, when they presented this at E3, they said it was going to be released Q4 2019. So we are coming up on that. I mean, next month, yeah, we're 
So as long as everything's on schedule, a lot of people are hopefully going to be able to play this game physically be uh, before the end of the year. Are you um, different than me, or you also recommend this? <laughs> no, no, I, I tell people to stay far away. No, I'm just kidding. I, I, I highly recommend this. I mean, yes, at this point, if you're going to go physical, wait, it's not that much longer. If you're someone that just doesn't care how you play the game, download it right now. Or wait till you finish listening to our podcast and then download it. But it's absolutely worth the game. It's just, it's fun. That's the simplest way I could explain it. It's just, it's a very fun game. Makes you feel good. And yeah, it, to me, it, it, it hit all the marks. Feel good. Feel good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, definitely, uh, definitely a recommendation all around. Um, yes. What are we playing next week, JP? So we got the launch I, of the Switch Collector, damn it. Don't make it too crazy. You, nope, I'm actually going to go old school for the Switch, which was 2017. Uh-oh. And I actually, I had Mrs. JP Switch Mania pick the game out right before we we uh, we started recording. I said, go downstairs, find the game that you think looks fun, but just remember that that uh, Jeffrey has to play it too. Because I figured she was going to come up with like my horseback racing or something like that. <laughs> so the game we're going to be playing is... You hear the drum roll sonic mania nice Plus, yeah you know what this is a game that i i downloaded when it first came out i played one or two levels and that was it so now i'm really hoping that this week is going to be more forgiving to me and i'll actually get to put uh quite a number of hours into it but yeah we're going to be playing sonic mania and i have the plus version so we yeah, get some so we'll do stuff. the we'll do the, the actually it's 2018 but we'll do the plus one the, the physical version because um yes, yes 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 yeah i played a lot of the original version before plus was released because mm-hmm. i did buy the limited edition with the giant sonic statue me so, too um, so it'll be cool to play the plus and go over all the different characters and all the differences because there's a lot of little different playable characters so it'll be mm-hmm. cool. I'm gonna. Great I'm gonna choice. try and not just. Thank you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell no, her you that think, she picked you very think well. Mrs. JP. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I just said I would thank her. Maybe I'll even get her to play it as well. Yeah. Because we'll it. See. Yeah, you join a friend in co-op or four-player competition. So yeah, this would be a good game for us to play. Try to see if I can get my daughter to play too. It's mm-hmm. Trying to get her away from uh, Minecraft is nigh impossible. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a fun. And yeah, next week is just gonna be uh, very exciting for us. I can't wait. Yeah, I gotta I gotta go over the campaign a hundred more times. So <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah, and we'll still miss something. Um, <laughs> so let's move over to pickups. Um, sure. I think I only have maybe I have four. I have four this week. Oh, I have a few more than that. I'm getting it all together right I'll now. Wait for you to do your diaper rash before we go. Yep, yep. <laughs> and... Now I'm just doing it on purpose. Okay, I'm good now. So um, the first one that I got is one that you got with the special JP edition that they sent out <laughs> to you specifically, um, which is I, I got my copy this week of The Messenger. Yay! Um, so the one thing we didn't talk about last week, which I definitely have to talk about, is the quality of the box. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's not like fuzzy. It's almost like rubbery. It's yep. really, really cool. The back is like embossed in gold. Mm-hmm. Like It's just like above and beyond a professional release like the thing is outstanding um and it wasn't much more than the the limited run games variant or whatever that was released like because it was free shipping too mm-hmm. but it was that's it is super awesome like that that is like 
the bar for outstand an outstanding limited edition release. Like, and it's actually a, a standard edition for them. I mean, there really wasn't yeah. multiple versions of that game through Special Reserve, so it was just that one. I believe it was thirty four ninety nine. With free shipping, it came with the nice box that was reminiscent of, of the NES. It didn't quite measure up to the dimensions, but it had that design. But the hardcover instruction manual, I really liked. I thought that was just nicely done inside. Mm-hmm. And even though you got the, I'll, I'll call it the miniature soft cover edition inside the case, I thought that was a nice touch. Absolutely. It's just above and beyond. Um, definitely yeah. got to do a huge shout out. That yes. company because so soul if you're listening great first job hell yeah and sarge and sarge absolutely it's a sarge so, so thanks for sending me the jeffrey wittenhagen edition this, <laughs> this week now you can send and, everybody else their their copies everybody yes. else has been getting theirs too <laughs> and they just sent out email notifications or they started to for minute so minute has begun shipping from them so they're they you know they they had a slight delay with messenger but they seem to be right back on track and i have a feeling we're just going to be seeing release after release now which is nice so Excellent. we're definitely going to be having a lot of special reserve games in in the upcoming months exactly it's really cool um another game i got in was one i got from the group which was mortal kombat 11 the collector's edition nice um, super you got the french cool. one huh yeah, and what I didn't realize is the whole hardcover book is just the original Mortal Kombat. And it tells the story of it, and there's a lot mm-hmm. of pictures of, like, the actors. Mm-hmm. And I'm friends with uh, Master Daniel Pacina because, I mean, we went, went, go back, like, a long way uh, with <laughs> with with um, conventions and stuff. And so mm-hmm. I sent him some pictures. like, I didn't even know this book exists. This is really cool. <laughs> like, and it goes over, like, even when they were in Turtles 2. Like in the um in the movies because they were in the movies the actors, and I so, did not know that. Yeah, like Master Daniel Pacino was the foot soldier, and what? Hosan That's awesome. Was one of the one of the turtles. So um yeah. Oh my gosh. So it's like super cool that like the the legacy, but it's ironic that the hardcover book is about the original Mortal Kombat when <laughs> Mortal Kombat Eleven. So, uh-huh. And it's all yeah. in French too. And it's all in French. I mean, it's, you know, the company that released it, that's where they're from. So they released it right. in native language. Don't blame them. Um, no, no, no. I'm not. It's I'm not. super well put together. Um, one so thing I, those... I would recommend, though, is that um, I guess the items were shipped separately. Yes, they were. They were the, um, the, who I bought it from, they actually included the apology letter in it. Yes. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. There was funny. an apology letter. So for CIB completionists, there's an apology letter in the Mortal Kombat 11. Uh-huh. Um, but they didn't include like a little cardboard piece or anything because like the switch case itself fits in there and it moves around. So that's the that's the thing. I I feel that if sorry if they if they had done it complete, I feel like there would have been like a foam insert or something or like a little piece of like piece s- of cardboard, square cardboard. Yeah, yeah. And that 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 was like the one thing because you know I I have it too. And for those who don't know, this release from Omaki Books which I believe is like an offshoot of Pix in Love uh, company, which, if you recall, they've released so far uh, the Street Fighter Anniversary Collection, uh, Collector Edition, and they did the Travis No More Heroes Collector Edition, and then their publishing line is Omaki Books. And on April 1st, they put out a tweet saying, hey, we've got 200 copies of this Collector Edition for the Switch, and it's Mortal Kombat 11, and that's where it came from. So... It's a pretty cool collector edition because it's not one that was widely known and there's not that many in print. Pretty and it's rare. it's really 
Yeah, and it's really nice. I mean, the art cards was nice. The hardcover book that you talked about, I thought was really well done. And the packaging itself, you know, it doesn't have any flaps, so it's just an open top and bottom. But the only problem is they made the decision to ship it separately without kind of even taking a poll or giving the people who pre-ordered it an option to say, do you want to wait and we'll ship it complete or we'll break it up for you? So that was that's the one bad thing. But for anyone who's ever going to be looking for it, there was never, as far as I know, a sealed version with it complete. It always came uh, open already. I mean, even if they did a sealed version, they would probably seal it themselves because it seems like they just created all the collector items and then yes. included it with a retail version of the game. Um, yes. Which, I mean, that's something that's really cool. And it's a way to expand, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the collector's editions of the Switch. I mean, it's something that I might do in the future. I mean, just a really mm-hmm. cool thing. Um, so the other two games that I got was the Toki Tori Collection in Rive, which was part of Super Rare Games. So it's the two-pack. Oh, yes. Nice. The Toki Tori and Rive. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Um, have you have you played them before? Um, I played Toki Tori back in the day. Um, okay. On the original console. <laughs> so, um, but it's the collection, so it also has part two. Um, I have not played part two yet, but it, it's classic. I have not played Rive before. Um, okay. So I got game. it mainly because of Rive. So. Nice. Good. But that's what I got. Okay. So my turn. So, yes, I also got the Messenger again, this time from Limited Run Games. So I got their really cool variant cover, which. I really like a lot. You know, I'm looking at it right now. You got the ninja jumping in front of the sunrise while there's just fire raining down and these like turtle monsters on the ground. It looks really cool. So I just want to say a very nice cover for that. And it's it's hefty, which means yeah. And there and it is hefty, which means that the soft cover manual, like the NES style one, was included in the limited run games one as well. So it's really just the uh, outside packaging and the hardcover book. That wasn't included with theirs. Okay, so that's the first one. The second one I bought twice, and that's Bubsy Paws on Fire Hmm. from Accolade. So I bought the regular, and I bought the limited edition one. So the difference is, it's a $10 difference, but the limited one came with, and it doesn't show it here, but I believe it came with a manual and maybe stickers or something inside. doesn't tell you on the box, but it it is heavier, so I do see a manual in there. Now, but that's way, not the one from Limited Run Games, is it? No. So Limited Run Games, yes and no. I didn't get the one yet from Limited Run Games, but they released a variant cover of the limited edition version. So that's the one that they're going to be shipping out. I'm waiting out and they made a, Yeah, so they made a 1,000 copies of that one, and I did pre-order that as well because it has a different cover. So, yeah, I'll be having this game three times. Well, it's interesting. It's an auto-running action, uh, action game. And a lot of people, I think, were a little surprised that it was an auto-run kind of game. But you know what? The back of the packaging looks pretty cool. Maybe we'll try it out one day. Maybe not. Who knows? But, yeah, that's Bubsy. I'm down. <laughs> okay. Next, I got the Spyro Reignited Trilogy. And the shameful <laughs> part of this is that it's not complete on cart at all. Everything. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, a lot of people thought, oh, the first game was available on the cart with Spyro, Ripto's Rage, and Near of the Dragon as a download. That's not the case, because our, our uh, friendly, we have friends in the community. Our, our friendly neighborhood logo creator, she posted, it's like, the first yes. world of every game is available, and then it goes to, like, yeah. you must download. Like, like what? And that's very... That's 
not fun. So yeah, so if you're gonna get this game, expect to have some space on your on your system or your SD card because you will need to download to fully enjoy it. But either way, it's the original three games remastered. I do want to play those, but I'm disappointed about the download. Yeah, me too. All right. Next is that. Was, oh, there's one more from the U.S. and that's Astral Chain from Platinum Games. I have seen and, a lot of people posting about that. It looks really cool. I don't. I didn't buy it yet, but like, it looks like Tron and like motorcycles and craziness. Like, yeah. all I heard is that the intro is phenomenal. Like, just mm-hmm. amazing. The game itself was a lot of fun. I think somebody, and I could be quoting them wrong, but I asked. I asked them. I I took a uh, poll. I said, you know, who's going to be playing Astral Chain this weekend? Because it had just come out last week. And, you know, people were responding, oh, I'm picking it up, I'm picking it up. And one guy said that he beat it already. I think he said he put 18 hours into it and he beat the main story, but there's still, like, post-game content. I could be remembering that number wrong, but if it's 18 hours for the base game, that's that's perfectly fine by me. Wow. It looks very fun. And I was debating making it our Playcast episode, but... I don't want to because I really know that I, I'm going to want to want to beat this game. And with the playcast, I just won't have time. <laughs> well, maybe eventually once the uh, Switch Collector campaign's done. Yeah. <laughs> if people wanted definitely... to, let us know. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll oh, that's true, yes. We'll if, you want me, if you want us to play this game, we will play it. Okay, so next, let's go to the UK. So I got the Square Enix UK store exclusive of Onanaki. Nice. Uh, there is... There is an Asia English import. There is a Japanese import version that's physical and supports English. I went with the Square Enix one. And I have to say, honestly, I think I would have been better off going with the Play Asia Asia version. Because from what I've seen in pictures, it was a clean cover with no rating. And the UK one, even though it came from... Oh, uh, it's the UK one, but it has the German USK rating and the Peggy rating on it. So you have this big box... Uh, for the German one, this little box uh, for the, the Peggy UK rating, and it's just taking up like the entire like left corner of the case, and it really detracts from the artwork. So, Trust yeah, just a, yeah. And I believe there was only three thousand copies of this version made, so they did the minimum print run. But again, you can go to Amazon Japan, buy the Japanese version; it'll play in English. Go to Play Asia. So there there are ways to get it physically. You don't have to just try and import it from uh, Square Enix. Okay. The last two games now are from Japan. The first one is Dead or School, which looks to be a side-scrolling RPG-ish kind of uh, game. I have not seen gameplay really except for the trailer, but I've heard people say it's pretty cool. And it does support English, so if you go again to Play Asia or Amazon Japan and you buy the Japanese version, it'll play in English. And as of right now, and probably forever, this will not be getting a, uh, a U.S. physical release. Okay, the next game, I actually had to open up Play Asia because I didn't know the name of this game that I bought, but it's called Arcade Love Plus Pengo. Yeah, that's on my uh, it's on my wish list on on uh, Play Asia because it's an arcade Pengo collection. Looks awesome. Yes, looks so it really has four- cool. Yeah, it doesn't support English, um, but there are two shmups on here, and I don't really think you need English for those. And then there seems to be like a, I don't even, I'm looking up the games, but it's like an action game skill test. Um, So I'm looking at PlayAsia's description, but it says, just beat enemies one after another, control joystick fast to run fast, play whack-a-mole, or play ding-dong ditch. 
Action game skill test is an action game including such mini games with humor and measures your action game skills as a gamer age. Very in- interesting writing on here. Then they have a shmup skill test, Combat Zeal, which is the first ever local multiplayer shooting game on multi-windows. Combat Zeal is a shoot 'em up game that focuses on score attack on a divided screen in the same number Crazy. as the players. That's interesting. And then Pengo is an enhanced version of the action puzzle game released by Sega for arcades. Players progress while crushing enemies with ice blocks. In addition to the one-player arcade mode, single matches and team matches, two players per team, this supports up to eight players at once. Oh, that's interesting. Pengo's a classic game, though. It's it's a fun one. Mm -hmm. So again, it doesn't fully support English, but it looks like these games are... These these were what would be a game. This would be a game, I think, in your book that would be under the Japanese only, but you can still enjoy. And that's and this and okay. There's I guess one more game. I got the Astral Chain Collector's Edition from the UK in, so the nice big box version. But I'm actually not keeping that um, because, as you know, I've given up my life of collector editions. It's given so up I'm collector's people who missed out people on on a lot of these. <laughs> I'm Jewish, but okay. <laughs> For Lent, I gave it up. AKA, he'll be back on yeah. the bandwagon. <laughs> no, no, I can't do that. I've I've sold too many of these collector editions. I can't go back. But Astral Chain came in, and what's really interesting is that if we had recorded tomorrow, there'd be even more games coming out. But we'll have to wait till next week to talk about those. Very true. Very mm-hmm. true. So, um, so those are my pickups. Let's move on to uh, to newsworthy stuff. News. Um, so first of all, before we get to the Nintendo Direct, yes. um, there was a Yacht Club yes. Games Presents that came out. I don't know if I, you saw that. Did you watch it? Yeah, absolutely. I did. I, I heard about it. I didn't watch it. So they um they announced a bunch of stuff for Shovel Knight, the King, um the King Knight DLC is coming out. Um, they announced Shovel Knight Dig, which is a brand new Shovel Knight game. There's a Shovel Knight fighting game. Um, but the coolest thing that I saw was, and I think it might still have a day or two left on Kickstarter, is they're doing a board game for Shovel Knight. And nice. it's interesting because it's like a, a side-scrolling platformer board game that you like generate the levels as you play the board game. Like you, move, oh, wow. like you move the characters to the right, and then there's pieces, mm-hmm. and you, you build the level. It's really crazy. And it was like 40 bucks mm-hmm. for the 3D version or something. It was super cheap. Like, Yeah, that doesn't sound I, bad at all. I thought that was cool. Um, another thing that I <laughs> wanted to mention before we get to the Nintendo Direct, um, there was actually an NES Switch online game I want to recommend this, this month, and it was... Um, Vice Project Doom is available this this month, which was kind of like a, right. an obscure game that a lot of people weren't tracking, even though like it was on a p- cover of Nintendo Power back in the day. But it's basically like a Ninja Gaiden style action platformer. Um, there's a couple racing games, like the very first section is racing and you're shooting, kind of like Spy Hunter. But m- the majority mm-hmm. of the game is an awesome action platformer. Like then you get multiple different weapons, almost like Castlevania, um, Ninja Gaiden. It's it's really good. Um, highly recommend that game though. I, I was playing it a little bit too. Like keep sidetracking me away from my Blaster Master Zero. <laughs> <laughs> like every time I'm like sitting there. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, 
So, speaking of Switch Online, uh, let's uh, mm-hmm. move over to the uh, Nintendo Direct. Let's do it. <laughs> yep. So, let's go over... Because um, I, I have the notes that I wrote down, the stuff I'm most excited for, but like, mm-hmm. I think we should just go through the full breakdown. Sure. Of course. Start this off. I will have to say, though, I kind of agree with some of the sentiments I saw online. Um, Kind of didn't have the, the oomph that i've seen in previous ones like they're like the big mm-hmm. reveal that we'll talk about at the end wasn't as big mm-hmm. as what mm-hmm. i expected still and awesome I, we did, amazing but like and we we did do a poll too yeah to get to see what people thought as well yeah and i did even crazier stuff i'm like hey i'm gonna predict it right now we're getting a legend of zelda switch light um i didn't say when so if they ever do one i'll be right which is hilarious but um but yeah like i they definitely did not announce they didn't really talk about the switch light at all except for showing in a few pictures and trailers but like yep yeah it's kind of sad because you know it's coming soon you know what's interesting too not that you know i would have expected anything so close to the end of the year but no labo even or nothing even new for the Labo um, yeah, for the existing versions. Like, no new support or features in games or anything like that. Because I think the last one was Captain Toad. They had a VR mode. But, you know, I, it, you know, it's one of their properties. It's one of their new things that they've been doing Do with the Switch. And I'm, I'm surprised that nothing... on the Labo now that they have the Switch Lite and it doesn't support Labo? You know what I mean? Like, they have this whole new console that they're trying to market... And it doesn't support the Labo. So do you think that they're going to, like, completely, mm. like, ignore it till next year once the Switch Lite, like, becomes a norm and then they have the both again that are the focus and they're not just focusing on the new handheld console? Or do you think that's going to die hey, completely? Man. No, I don't think Labo's going to die completely because, you know, they're not going full handheld. They still understand that there's a, a whole other market of people who are playing this docked at home. Um but I, I, I think you're right. I pr- we probably won't see anything this year. But I don't think the Labo is done, though. I mean, especially if at some point they even make, like, a pro version of the Switch where it's docked only. I mean, then you still have you still have people that are not going to be playing it on handheld. So I don't think I don't think we're done with the Labo. But you're right. We're probably to me, not like going to hear much Labo about it. To me, like, the Labo is based on the original Switch. It's even if they do a docked only mode, it wouldn't support Labo. Because Labo, like, you put into stuff. Like, you have the VR goggles, and then you have the the little, you know, the little... Use the the screen as a as a controller to, to move mm-hmm. around a, a, the Joy-Cons. Or, like, so to me, it's like an interactive, like, science project, almost. Um, yeah, I still haven't good... bought one. Um, I do plan on getting the VR one, at least, because I want to play Zelda. Um, I, the mm-hmm. buying an aftermarket like virtual reality thing for like 10 bucks you get what you pay for it was garbage um so i just mm-hmm. need to buy labo but haven't bought one yet um i think a lot of people haven't so it might be except for collectors <laughs> and those with kids which is probably pretty niche um for kids that like want to develop i don't think that that market was as big as nintendo would have liked that's just my assessment yeah. of it even the VR, I thought would have been the wow, like this is where. And you know what? With with the VR one, I still think it's pretty hard to get the the set because I, I go into stores and I don't see that one readily available. Mm-mm. But you're right. I mean, I I thought that one was going to be like the the groundbreaking one that's going to be wow. 
I got to try Labo now. And you know what? Maybe it was when it first came out. It was a interesting concept. But you're right. I mean, I don't feel like they're putting too much behind it right now. They're definitely not doing any kind of campaign push. And you're right. I mean, I have all four of them. I think there's four out now. Yeah. And I opened up the first one. I built the little robot, which takes about 10 minutes to build. I, I put the Joy-Cons in. I moved it around. And that was the extent because I have little kids and this is cardboard. And they will step on it unless I store it somewhere. And those things take up a lot of space once you build them. So, you know, at my stage in life right now, it's not the perfect time for Labo to keep it around the house. But you know what? As the kids get older, I definitely think it'd be something fun to do together because it is a project. You're building it together and then you get to play games and enjoy it together. So I think it's it's definitely something that I would enjoy later on when they get older. But Right now, it's going to just stay nice and flat in my box, nice and safe. Weirdly, is like my daughter's the perfect age for it, but I was like, I haven't seen the deluxe VR one in stores. I've only seen the the smaller Mm -hmm. piecemealed one. So I just didn't buy it because I'm like, well, I don't want to have to buy like two or three sets if I want all the different little Mm -hmm. things. So I just, I'm like, I'll wait for it to come in stores. I don't think it's coming in stores again. I think it was just that initial release and that's all the stores are getting because it's pretty big. So. Like, I don't know, maybe eventually if I see it, like, it's like $20 more or whatever, like, for the the full set, I'll get it. But, like, my daughter would enjoy, like, coloring and putting designs on all the stuff. Like, it would be really fun. Yeah. What else? And what's interesting is in Japan, they actually made uh, crate boxes that have the Labo design on them that was meant to um, put all your big pieces in it. Hmm. And that's just something we never got here. And another interesting thing that I don't know if you ever saw is that UPS actually had designed a special case for the first Labo kit. And they they had foam inside this case, so they had a slot for every single piece. And people thought, like, oh, maybe this would actually come to retail, and it never really did. It was just something that they just made, somebody at UPS made, and, and it, you know, got passed around the Internet. But they, I don't think they really ever, I don't think they ever thought about how to store this properly because the box they give it to you in is meant for all the pieces to be flat. And once you build it, it's kind of up to you to store them either like in a, uh, like a Tupperware kind of, uh, container. No, that's not the right word. Like a, what are they called? Tote. You know, no, like the plastic, plastic containers. Yeah. Um, okay. Or you put them high on the shelf or something like that. And it's just a shame because it's just so many, so many pieces that you build, really, that it's just it's going to take up so much room unless you have a, a box or something to put them in. But you're right. I mean, maybe maybe the signs of all the ones that are available in stores have constantly been on sale lately. Could be a way of them saying, you know, we just need to move this inventory and then move on to something else. Like, to me, it's like, Never. it reminds me of the Wii with all the plastic accessories like just taking up so much space. And mm-hmm. I didn't like that. Now it's cardboard, and I'm like, eh, okay. Like, again, yeah. I'll get one for my daughter to build when she wants it, or if she sees it and thinks it's mm-hmm. really cool. But that's it. Like, I'm not getting it for me. Right. <laughs> so let's move on to the actual yeah. direct now. <laughs> let's do it. All right. So what do we got first on your uh, breakdown? Sure. So I'm gonna go in order. So. I want to thank Joshua M. French, who is the founder of SwitchCore. After every direct, he puts a very nice spreadsheet together that shows release dates and the title. So I believe he actually went in order on this. So we can do that if you like. And if I'm out of order, just you know, correct me. But the first one was Overwatch. Yep. I was meh on this. 
<laughs> I'm, I've never played this game. I, I, I'll be honest. I don't play Fortnite. I don't play Overwatch. I will buy the physical that comes out. Um, maybe. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> yeah, I, a lot of people are excited that it's coming, right? But uh, this isn't a game that's going to do anything for me. It's not going to be one that I'm going to sign up and invest lots of hours in. But for those who do enjoy Overwatch or are looking forward to playing it for the first time, it's coming on October 15th. And we would need to have like a group for us to be able to like enjoy it. And Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the next one is Luigi's Mansion 3. Mm-hmm. So this is coming out on Halloween. And the interesting thing here is that when they were advertising this direct, they said it was going to be about 40 minutes talking about the games from 2019, like Luigi's Mansion 3, Pokemon Sword and Shield. And I honestly thought that in the 40 minutes, those two games would be like the, the, the highlights, like they did way back when with um, Smash Brothers, where they dominate the, the direct with it. And I was really surprised that both of those games was only a few minutes long. It was yeah. not... I mean, it didn't. It was more like, oh, yeah, this game's coming out. Here's some new features, which I don't know if you wrote down what the features were uh, that they talked there's about. There's a really cool eight-player online where it's like four Luigi's versus four Gooigi's. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. That looked pretty crazy. Um, I don't know. If, if the online's solid for it, it'll be fun. Um, mm-hmm. But like, what I really liked was is that they have multiple floors of the mansion that are mm-hmm. basically like level styles so there's like a pyramid one there's like a dance mm-hmm. one um that's what i caught from it i didn't write any notes it's all off of what i remember um that's but like it was super it looked really cool i really liked the egyptian one though i was like man we're gonna have some really cool puzzles and some really cool designs mm-hmm. yeah i i wish i had played this for the gamecube and the 3ds when it came out i have the games and it's more like can i fit them all in before october 31st because this is one that just looks a lot of fun i mean nintendo does games right their own properties and you know this one is going to be fun to play but what's interesting is that i'm surprised there's no guiji amiibo yet announced because i feel like that would be a perfect one to kind of coincide with the release which at this point i don't think we're gonna see it but i mean later on you may um, I do want to go back really quick, even though we've only done two titles. But Overwatch, like I said, is getting a fossil. It's going to be thirty nine ninety nine, and it's actually going <laughs> to. <laughs> hey, my job is to inform, <laughs> and it's going to come with a three month uh, membership for the Nintendo Online, so that'll be included with your uh, with the fossil that comes out. And Luigi's Mansion Three, if you're in the EU has a glow-in-the-dark steelbook case, which looks really cool yeah. when you pre-order the game. The U.S. is not getting this, sadly, as of right now. But, yeah, it looks pretty cool. All right, yeah. let's move on. So and the I, next I game... I definitely, by the way, yes. played a lot of Luigi's Mansion. Um, I had it as a launch game uh, for the GameCube back in the day. And so I beat that mm-hmm. game. Um, part 2, though, I played a bunch on 3DS, but I think I got stuck or kept dying in a section because there's, like... And I just never went back to it. Really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so the next game is a free-to-start game, and it's Super Kirby Clash, which was available yesterday. So it's on the eShop now. I downloaded it. haven't played it yet. Would you like? Okay. It looks pretty cool. You know, supports multiplayer, playing with friends. And, yeah, it's a new Kirby game, which was a surprise. I mean, that kind of just came out of nowhere but i guess it's going to be digital only at least as of this time it looks really fun though i mean i'm definitely gonna try playing it does offer multiplayer 
So and I have and I have heard initial feedback of people really enjoying it. So yeah, sounds promising. So the next game is coming out April twenty fourth, twenty twenty, and that's Trials of Mana. Yeah, which I is did. our polygonal version. Yes. So we just got the collection of Mana, and this is the third game remastered. Mm-hmm. So I'm. I, I mean, this is great. I, we knew this was coming for PS4. People were assuming we were going to get it for the Switch. We are. And what's really cool is that pre-orders are open now on Amazon, Best Buy, GameStop. And when you pre-order it, when the game releases, you will get an in-game item that will help you level up once you hit level 10. So I think that's pretty cool. I do hope that they don't do the same thing they did with the Secret of Mana remake that they did for the PS4. It was pretty rushed um mm. wasn't and it wasn't a quality of life upgrade it was it was kind of not as good wasn't well received by people um the mm-hmm. musical changes weren't that great even though you could go back to the original but um mm-hmm. but yeah like there was a, there was a lot lacking with the secret of mana one so hopefully they've learned um or use a different company or whatever um and mm-hmm. the, and the trials of mana is excellent let's hope nice so next one, I have not heard of this game before, the direct, but it's Return of Obra Dinn. Uh, it's yeah, coming out. Yeah, looks weird. Was that the black and white game? On the ship. And what's really interesting yeah. is that you you can rewind time to see the deceased's final moments. So you'll go over to them and you'll, I think you use a compass, if I recall correctly, or some kind of device, and you can rewind the time to hear their stories and you know learn more about it it sounds promising i mean it it, it sounds interesting it had a very interest interesting visual where you you're right like that black and white kind of aesthetic and i believe it was first person as well uh so it's coming out fall 2019 i believe it's going to be on the eShop only uh so yeah uh it's one to keep an eye on i think yeah wasn't super interested in it okay <laughs> fair enough there's, there's a few like we haven't even gotten anything i took a note on yet <laughs> i no. did a lot on this actual direct so the next one is one that we saw way back when when it was just called town that was the working title from game freak now it's a little town hero it comes out october 16th and apparently it's digital only so there's not going to be a physical but well i will say with game freak you never know right because there was a limited publisher that worked with Game Freak and Rising Star Games, and they they put uh, Giga Giga Record Giga blah, Giga, Giga Alt Rec- Record Giga Alt Yeah, um, so that was limited run game. So I'm really like crossing my fingers that maybe they have a good relationship now with Game Freak, and if it's not Pokemon, there's a chance that they'll bring it. But it's called Little Town Hero. The game takes place in one town where monsters just appear, and you have to. It was very interesting. I don't know if you fully understood the strategy behind the the fighting mechanics, but you have to... Oh, how do I explain this? The way that they showed the battle system was more like you had to outsmart the enemy with your moves. So you had to decide on what the right uh, type of attack would be. Yeah. Um, But you know what? It looks interesting. It has has promised. Um, What the the people were going to do and stuff. Yes. But you know what? It I've never played the. I don't recall playing a game where it all takes place in one town. So that's very interesting. When the monsters are in that town, you know how big of a town is this? Because it looks pretty rural. Like the people aren't supposed but, to like leave the town or something. Yeah. Yeah. 
So uh, that's one that I, I have been keeping my eye on, and I'm 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 sad it's not getting a physical as of now. I hope it does get one eventually, but it comes out October sixteenth. So the next one they moved into Super Smash Brothers, and it's the Ultimate by Banjo Kazooie or Ultimate times banjo kazooie but banjo kazooie was available yesterday yeah. uh which yeah banjo kazooie is nice. the next one after we got the hero from um from dragon quest yes and then they announced what the well, next well, character yeah. as well which so is- so what was really cool about this is the way that they announced it is they went to a timeline of all the consoles right by by release date order and it goes all the way to the switch and then starts working backwards and it stops on the super nintendo first and what i did was i i was um live tweeting the direct so i'm watching it on my tv and i'm taking pictures with my phone and quickly typing like a few words of whatever they're showing and they stopped on the super nintendo and i was like super nintendo's coming and then all of a sudden it went right to neo geo yep. <laughs> after i posted it and they start showing a really cool little montage of all the different snk characters through the various series and it's the Smash Invitational Envelope, and everyone's trying to grab it, and the, nobody the, grabs it. All the uh, Fatal Fury, King of the Fighters yes. characters. And then who grabs it? Terry Bogard. So he is coming to Smash uh, in November. So that's very exciting that SNK characters are now appearing. And what's really cool is they, they did announce that even after these initial characters, there are more being worked on. So yeah. we are going to be seeing future fighter packs come out, or character packs, which leads me to think that we may see a Terry Bogard amiibo at some point, which would be really cool. Probably. Uh, it was also cool that they announced some of the other um, the me characters. They showed um, mm-hmm. Proto Man and Zero and um, Sans from Undertale. <laughs> you know, I I completely missed. I think that's when my daughter had to go to the bathroom, and I was quickly had to run with her. Well, and I some missed of all this that. was announced later on the um, oh, okay. the the Smash one. Because uh, okay. by the time I was able to watch it, I didn't watch it live. I was actually mm-hmm. had to watch it, and it was like on that part, and I saw that, and I'm like, oh, I'm not even watching it. So I I went back to the actual direct at that point. But I got you. it. Was super cool. It, it's also interesting about the um Banjo Kazooie, like they added um a lot of the characters from the series to the levels mm-hmm. too so it's it's a definitely a labor of love when they're doing this stuff it's it's super cool and explain to me how we're still not getting banjo kazooie and tui on their own on the switch it's got to come at some point yeah. i think when we get the n64 uh hopefully everybody's hoping for it i mean I, I really hope we get that but okay that's that's a hope and a dream for another day mm-hmm. uh so next up so that was so terry bogart's november 2019 then they go to legend of zelda Link's awakening which we all know is coming september 20th yep. but what's really cool is they talk about different characters that you'll encounter in the game and i'm pretty sure i saw kirby yeah there definitely in, was a kirby there yep yep there was kirby there was the piranha plants i thought as well yep um so it's really cool that they're incorporating other Nintendo characters or properties. Yeah, they were in the uh, original, too. Really they were. Okay, so yeah. see, I didn't appreciate this back then, or I didn't pay attention enough. I had it but as they, a kid back in the day, played it on family road trips. Like, this is, nice. like, my bread and butter. So this is a day one buy for you? Oh, absolutely. Good. And they do talk about the uh, dungeon creator aspect of this, where you can put pieces of the dungeon together to unlock other... Uh, I think you get... Not, not power-ups, but you get, like, different... Uh, goodies 
I guess I'll call it. Yeah. So I think that's going to be an interesting, interesting game mechanic for Link's Awakening that adds something new to it. And we're going to be getting that in just like two weeks now, two, three weeks, which is really exciting. Yeah. And there is a Link, uh, Link's Awakening Amiibo as well that would unlock, unlock special things also. Okay, so then another game that's coming out in September, September 27th, is Dragon Quest XI S, Echoes of an Elusive Age Definitive Edition. So they didn't really show anything new here. It was more of just a trailer. I um, did which... play the demo a couple of weeks ago for a few hours, and it's super cool. Um, although they don't let you play the 2D mode on the demo, unfortunately. So you can play the game in like new polygonal or mm-hmm. classic 16-bit style. Okay. They, they call it 8-bit style, but it's 16-bit style. And it carries over, I believe, to your game, right? Yes, which is amazing that like the demo progression carries on that's nice i i do like that with their demos because it's more like oh i'm not investing x amount of hours and then i have to do it all over again so it's appreciative that they add that um so that's later in the month and then a little side note is that in japan they're getting really cool collector editions for the games and they're and on top of that they're getting a console as well so it's the blue it's a blue uh, console with the slime controller, so the slime characters on the Joy-Cons, uh, design on the back, and I believe on the dock as well. It comes with a physical copy of the game, and even though the game doesn't support English on its own, it's going to include a DLC pack that will support English or allow you to play it in English. So, You're yeah. also tracking and then, that they're releasing a giant slime controller yes which i have the original one that they did back in the day yeah and it was like hopefully they make it from a different material because it was like tacky Uh because i have it i never got the silver one i always wanted the silver one but i only knew the blue one oh didn't they came with different colors right um i think the silver one was just a limited version of it the silver slime oh okay yeah, I mean, I absolutely think it's cool. It's it's a gimmick. It's not fun to play with that, <laughs> but like, it's, but it's a cool. <laughs> it looks display. cool on your shelf, right? Yeah, cool display piece. Okay, so the next game, which was a surprise to me, and I know a lot of people it made happy, is Tokyo Mirage Sessions hashtag Fe Encore. So it's a mixture of Fire Emblem and um, Shin Megami Tensei or Persona, I guess. Right? Maybe I'm doing this wrong. But was this, was this not on the Wii U? I was thinking that while I was watching. It was. It was. The, yeah, this is a Wii U, and it's the. Um, I guess you would call it the definitive edition. Yeah. But, but it was. It was actually a really big highlight for the Wii U when this came out. And now I kind of want to look it up because I know I'm gonna butcher the explanation of what kind of game this is. Um, so I'm just gonna go to my trusted source of Wikipedia really I'm let quick. You explain and just, that, and I'm gonna use the restroom real quick. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, everyone, while Jeffrey's gone, this was a 2015 crossover role-playing game developed by Atlas, published by Nintendo, on the Wii U. It compli- combines gameplay, narrative, and aesthetic elements from Atlas's Shin Megami Tensei and Nintendo's Fire Emblem series. So it took place in modern-day Tokyo, featuring real-life locations such as Shibuya and Harajuku. The game centers around evil beings known as mirages who seek to harvest an energy known as performa from humans and are responsible for several disappearances. The story follows a group of teenagers who become allied with friendly mirages based on characters from the Fire Emblem series and merge with them to become mirage masters. Um, 
da, da, da. let's see what else i want to talk about a little bit of the game so here was interesting is that due to its japanese setting and aesthetic its western release retains the japanese voice track with subtitles rather than an english dub on the wii u version and it was received pretty positive um mainly praised for the battle system reactions to the story were mixed to positive and other elements such as dungeons designed and a lack of fire emblem related elements were criticized um but overall, it's kind of one of the best games for the Switch, as voted by people. So I know they are adding quite a number of new features, new characters. And if you haven't played this on the Wii U, I would highly recommend picking it up on the Switch. It is getting a physical that's available for pre-order uh, at any of your local retailers. I don't think Jeffrey's back yet. Hot takes, I'm back. I'm and back. he's back. Okay, so there you go. <laughs> we, yeah. don't, we, don't, we try not to edit here on the Switch Mania podcast. We just continue. And, and the one thing that this game really has going for it, I believe, uh, from what I've seen and heard, is the music. So during the battle systems and whatnot. So this is going to be an interesting game. I know a lot of people are excited to revisit it, and I will be one who will be playing it for the first time. And that comes out on January 17th, twenty. Well, it has to be 2020. So, yeah, something to look forward to in the new year. I, I will have okay. to admit that, you know, JP does make it a really good habit of posting all the stuff that's up for pre-order. And I yes. make it a really good habit of not pre-ordering anything because I don't have the I don't have the funds to continually, like, pre-order everything. So, like, I wait for a lot of stuff. I JP, thanks for all your hard work, but I don't partake in any of it. <laughs> well, I, I make notes. That's what I just heard. Exactly. No, it's, it's fine. But here's the good news. Pre-ordering, for the most part, is free. It just helps me keep track keep track of all the games coming out. But, yeah, you have time to pre-order. There's, as of right now, there's no collector edition announced. Although what was interesting is for the Switch, or for the Wii U version, GameStop had an exclusive collector edition for the Wii U. And I have that one, which I actually I think I'm going to be giving to a friend because he really wanted it. Because I'm a and nice guy. Just keep in mind, oh. though, like I usually wait for, especially for mi- massive retail games, um, mm-hmm. I usually wait for price drops and stuff too, or I get them used. Because yeah. I'm a collava, you know, I'm a collector anyway, so I I don't need everything immediately. So that's mainly why I don't pre-order unless it's like Legend of Zelda. <laughs> I hear you. So that was the first five minutes of the direct. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we're like five <laughs> and- minutes in. I'm not, so I'm not kidding you. I, I, I came home from work. It was like 5.50. I, I jumped to the couch. I turned on YouTube. And then everyone came into the house because uh, my wife picked up the kids from daycare. And I go like, there's a Nintendo Direct. You're either watching with me or you're going to another room. So they all sat on the couch and we're watching him. And, and my three and a half year old is like, what's that? What's going on? And I'm like, questions later. Let's just watch this. And I just remember looking at my wife going like, only 10 minutes have gone by. Like, what are they showing in this Direct? I mean, there's we're not we haven't even like started yet, honestly. I mean, there's just so much that it was just amazing that they really packed it all in, and they didn't really focus. I took a note on yet. (laughs) I know. So that's why we only talked like five minutes about Blaster Master, so we can dedicate two hours to this. (laughs) Um, So the next game is Deadly Premonitions Two: A Blessing in Disguise, which is coming in 2020. And I'm just going to tie this in with the next one that they showed, which is Deadly Premonitions Origins, which yeah. was available yesterday on the eShop. This game I've heard a lot about, which, I mean, I never heard about this game, honestly, until people started talking about it and saying, like, how amazing it was and that it was it was surprising that it was coming on the Switch. On top of that, it's getting a physical. The Deadly Premonition Origins is getting a physical. So, 
yeah do you have you played this game before are you familiar with it so i definitely remember it coming out um the original version but um to me it reminds me a lot of like back in 1995 like it's not it's not that type of graphics but um it reminds me of like the dreamcast era graphics actually Mm -hmm. um that's what it is to me so um i never actually had had the time to play it but i do Mm -hmm. know that a lot of people love it yeah yes they do and like i said we're getting a retail physical and this is by axis and they are going to be doing a collector edition as well and i believe it's going to be a uh, retail collector edition but it's something to look forward to and if you like horror and mind f's this is going to be one of those games so so like the original i i don't know if i have it on xbox 360 or ps3 but like Mm -hmm. the weirdest thing about this this direct was you had like games announced from like all different eras and generations Mm -hmm. like this is like a ps3 we're gonna talk about ones later that are like older (laughs) and so you know what i mean like it's just like we're in a weird gaming like era with the switch where they're just announcing a lot of crazy stuff it's it's really cool yeah okay so the next one is another game that i just never played that wasn't my forte but it's divinity original sin 2 definitive edition available yesterday on the (laughs) eShop, which i believe is a strategy based game and it's just looks cool but not for me so maybe it's for you jeffrey i don't know i'm not a huge fan of um of those type of games like when it comes to but it's an rpg actually oh okay my my apologies yeah it's it's a it's a western rpg um okay yeah it's it's pretty cool but it's more overhead like smaller kind of like um diablo style so mm-hmm. um i mean I never really played it. I remember I, what system is that? Was that another PS3, Xbox 360, or? Oh yeah. It was PS4, For Xbox want... One. It was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what it was. Okay. Maybe, no, I'm nice. thinking of the original. That's what it is. I'm thinking of the original. Okay. Because like, so this one was released PS4, Xbox One. The mm-hmm. original's the one that I played, which was actually earlier release for PS4 and Xbox One. Divinity okay. Original Sin, the first one. That's the one that I... Okay, I was getting my wires <laughs> crossed. We're, we're working through it on the cast today, people. That's right, we are. We're not perfect people. <laughs> hot takes, hot takes. <laughs> so, the, so that's available now. The oh. next game is coming November 22nd, and again... This was a surprise for me, and one that I'm happy to see is Doom 64 is coming. First note that I took. <laughs> I was yeah. like, hell yeah, we get some Doom 64. I mean, we got Doom 1, 2, and 3, along with the expansion to 3 a few months ago, not too long ago. And here we have Doom 64, and I'm just thinking, all right, we're starting to see some N64 games. This is the beginning. You know what I'm um, thinking as soon as I saw that? Hopefully it's not as dark as it was on the 64. That's all I can think. I'm like, man, hopefully you can adjust the, the brightness. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's, if you could do that, it's because I, I, you know, we did that like back in the day. You just adjust your TV and make it bright. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the one thing that's interesting, it's the same thing with Doom, Doom 2, Doom 3 is that we can play these games now on the PC with Brutal Doom and all this stuff. So mm-hmm. it's the same thing with like when Skyrim was released on the Switch. Like You're not going to have the quality of life mods 
Um, but I can't wait to play Doom 64 on a Nintendo console again. With real and analog they, controllers. <laughs> I, I'm just hoping that at some point, like, this Doom collection comes out physically. <laughs> I mean, there's so many Dooms now. It's just, come on, let's just put all the classics together on one package. Why not? I was okay. thinking that Doom 64 was going to be physical, but I, I guess they didn't announce that physical. Damn. No, no. Man, get, to, I know, get with sorry. it, Bethesda. Get with it. All right, we're slowly coming up to the halfway point. Is The next game is Rogue Company. It's coming in 2020, and this is a five-on-five online team shooter. Hmm. So multiplayer, good for people who like that. It's coming to all major platforms, not just the Switch. But, yeah, we're getting it. It looks cool. It has lots of weapons, and, again, I'm not a multiplayer online Kind like of guy, I was kind so of spacing out when I watched it. <laughs> like, yeah, like I, I guess that just shows our age. We're like, <laughs> you know what it was? It was like, oh, this looks cool. This is cool online, and my eyes are drifting now. <laughs> well, and I think being at least for me, being a Nintendo fan, I'm not. I'm used to there not being great online, so I kind of haven't gotten into it as much. Like, I mean, my wife last night was playing Grand Theft Auto online. Like, she still is playing online stuff for PS4. But, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's just the Nintendo Online hasn't been solid enough yet to draw us in. And so when we see this stuff, we're like, great. Uh-huh. Because like, the thing is, if there's a solid one, like, we'll probably end up having a Switch Mania room or something. And we'll we'll start playing online with, with listeners. Yeah, at some point, we really should. I mean, you know, there was, um, like, the shmups, right? Like, that's not a genre I normally play. We picked it. We should just force ourselves to just play an online pvp kind of game just to say like hey we tried it we gave it a fair shot even if it was fortnite or overwatch you know it's only fair that we try out all these different genres and these different types of games whether we like them or not because imagine us you never trying know. to coordinate like a time to oh play when we can't even barely coordinate when we record <laughs> I, I i watch fortnite and i see people like building stairs and houses and i'm just like listen it's gonna be one or the other i'm either gonna build you a house or i'm gonna shoot I am not going to be doing both while jumping in midair. I'm going to tell you that right now. And I'm just going to die trying to build like a door or something. Uh, okay, so then after Rogue Company, which again is coming in 2020, we get to the Pokemon Sword and Shield, which I swear I thought would be the remainder of the of the Direct. And it was not. It was about five or six minutes, if that. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was nothing. But what's really cool is they showed off four features. I believe I can recall three of them from, from memory. Um, so here we go. The first was the customization of your character. So you could play, pick as a boy or girl. And my, then daughter you custom- was, my daughter was interested in that. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I I like that. I like being able to customize your characters, you know, make them more unique. It goes back to God Either 3 for me. I took a lot of time, you know, making my character look as much as it could like me. And I always think that's fun because, it's, you know, you're playing a game, you're going on an adventure, and that character looks like you. So you're, a little piece of you is in that game. So that's the first thing. Second was camping. So in the game, you can set up camp. And I believe you can actually camp with friends. Yeah, you can. You can yep. You can take your your Pokemon and put them with other Pokemon. And they all, like, communicate. I just imagine, like, having these evil, evil Pokemon. And they're all, like, lovey and happy. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so <laughs> weird. <laughs> The, the third one, I'm going to dub Pokemon Cooking, because now you can cook. Um, 
And that's yeah, also, I think, when my other kid had to go to the bathroom. So maybe you can fill us in on that and the fourth item that I missed completely. Yeah, I don't even know because, like, I, don't I, even know. I got completely uninterested when I saw Pokemon oh, no. cooking. Because I was like, really? That's going to be a focus now? The entire game is, like, cooking? Like, nah. Oh, no. <laughs> Let's see. Give me one second, everybody. I'm going to look this up oh, really. sneezing. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, yes. They announced a new character a flying and water type pokemon the it's called yeah. cramorant and it has a unique ability called gulp missile which uh, while it uses the move surf or dive it will catch a fish in its mouth oh, while in the state guy. if a pokemon hits it Cra- cramorant will counter attack so that was one thing so what was the uh, t one there's like there's a t pokemon and and maybe you'll be able to drink from it i'm like wow that's oh weird. yes that's weird so, <laughs> i thought that so was the like first... the weirdest thing of the entire event was the t pokemon it's like and then the comment that the guy made was maybe you can drink from it <laughs> yeah so that pokemon is called poltegeist <laughs> it's a ghost type pokemon with the ability weak armor this ability decreases its defense by one stage and increases speeds by two when it hits by physical. So, Poltegeist's body is made from black tea and it's said to have a very distinct aroma and flavor. It will only allow a trainer it trusts to sample its tea, although drinking too much can lead to indigestion. Many Poltegeist make their homes inside hotels and restaurants where they disguise themselves and hide among the tableware. Because they can pour their power into leftover tea and create even more of their kind, they're often treated as pests. So, okay, so you had those two characters. We had Pokemon Camp um, interact and play with their Pokemon. In the wild area, you can visit other players' camps. You can hang out with three other players at a campsite. You can create curry on rice using different berries and ingredients to feed your Pokemon. There's over 100 types of curry, so mix and match until you find the recipe you like. And then the official Pokemon press release confirms some online features in Sword and Shield. Using the YCOM will allow players to link battle or trade. The YCOM will also allow for surprise trades. The player only needs to select the Pokemon from their box that they want to trade, and a trade partner will automatically be found. This is similar to the Wonder trade in prior generations. So that was all the updates. Um, but, you know, some nice new features. And they even said, you know, with two months to go, expect more updates. So I imagine maybe we'll see even one more of those six to nine minute uh, Pokemon presentations that they do sometimes. Uh, before the game officially releases on November 15th. Yeah, I don't know how, and, how interested I am in Pokemon when it comes to, like, not having a ton of time to play an RPG right now. But mm. I, mean, I enjoyed the Let's Go Eevee, so, with, with just playing with my daughter. So I had played Red and Blue, and then I jumped all the way to Y and X, and then Sun and Moon. And I played Y, so I picked Y, I believe, my friend picked X, I picked Moon and my friend picked Sun. And in both of those games, I logged 90 hours. And that was just playing the base game and trying to fill up the Pokédex. And I really enjoyed them. This, you know, the, the game, to me, had, hadn't changed that much. Maybe I just didn't take um, take part of all the new features that they had, like the Pokémon uh, arenas where you can battle other people. And, I, you know, aside from trading with my friend, that was the extent. But the game itself, I just found to be really fun, very lighthearted. This is one that I would really want to play because the map of the Galal region, Galar, yeah, um, just looks really cool, very different environment, and it has more of an open world feel to it. But again, it's going to be a game that you can easily log 90 hours into it. And do I have the time right now? Probably not, but 
I I find it very interesting. I like the jumbo mania playcast making ramen. Oh my god, <laughs> ramen cast. <laughs> Maybe. Okay, so then let's move on to what everybody was really hoping to hear, and we heard it is yeah. the Super Nintendo Entertainment System Nintendo Switch Online available today. It's now live. It took a little while, but it it's took on till it's... seven p.m. my time. I think like eight yeah. p.m. your time to come on. I... It was funny. I had people going like, JP, do you know when this is coming up? JP, do you know when it's going to go live? I didn't. And then all of a sudden, you just see all the, the sites going, it's live, download, have fun. I believe there's, there's still a ga- lot of people confused because um, the 20 games that are available, they all thought it was going to be part of the Nintendo Switch Online. But no, it's there's a Super Nintendo Switch Online app. You need to download yes. separately. Yes. So. And... So it's games such as Joe and Mac 2, Super Mario Kart, Kirby's Dream Mario Course. Mario Kart! <laughs> I, I'm never saying... I'm just going to make Super Kart. Kirby's Dream Course, Stunt Race FX, and more. And I'm so on the you, Nintendo you de- website right now. They're definitely got Super Metroid, Zelda Link to the Past. Oh, the fact yeah. that you got Dreamland A lot of 3, Super games. Dreamland 3, you got Super Tennis. Um, I'm going off the top of my head, by the way. Um... Puyo Puyo 2, Super Puyo Puyo 2 is a Super Famicom game that's on the Super Nintendo app, which is interesting because that's the first time that we see cross-pollination um, of regions yeah. on on a, on a the online app. Um, but you also have, you know, Mario World so, and Mario World 2. Um, it's just really, it's a good selection. A Breath of Breath of Fire was an interesting one, addition. Um, definitely yeah, some, so, some good additions. So, I'm sorry. Super Ghouls and Ghosts, too. Yeah, yeah so... Yeah, so I have the list. So, right, Super Mario World, Super Mario Kart, Legends of the Link to the Past. Don't repeat Super what Metroid, I said off Stunt the top race, of my head, JP. I know, but Cheetah I'm Cheetah. going to know Stunt Race FX In what available order? for the first time since, hey, the order that's on Newsweek.com. Nah, I don't trust Newsweek. Stunt Race FX. It's not the order that's on the ad. <laughs> Stunt Race FX available for the first time since its original SNES release. Kirby's Dreamland 3, Yoshi's Island, Star Fox, F-Zero. Pilot Wings, Kirby's Dream Course, Brawl Brothers, Breath of Fire, Demon's Crest, Joe and Mac 2, Super EDF Earth Defense Force, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, Super Puyo Puyo 2, available for the first time in the U.S., Super Soccer, available for the first time since its original SNES release, as well as Super Tennis. It's a so, pretty good lineup. So the interesting thing is with Brawl Brothers and Joe and Mac 2, those were both available on the cart re-releases with they did the multi-carts for Jellico. So it's interesting that we saw those because apparently they're just, you know, giving up the license um to a lot of people, including Nintendo. So we'll probably see on those lines like the Earthworm Gym and Earthworm Gym 2 and that stuff pop up on Switch Online because they're also giving up the IP for for different um different games. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was telling my wife it's ironic the week after I get Secret of Mana and Secret of Mana 2, essentially, you know, Trials of Mana on on a cartridge. Now they're putting Super Nintendo on there for, <laughs> like, the 20 Super Nintendo games for free. You know what I would like to see physically? Breath of the Fire. Breath of Fire. Breath of the Fire. Breath of the Fire. I got so excited. You know, we've had three on the PSP in Europe. I guess I have that. Um, but we really haven't seen Breath of Fire... You know, in recent years, we had Breath of Fire four. Well, we had cool Breath of Fire put it on the Switch, the Super Nintendo online now. Mm-hmm. So that's it. Gives me hope that maybe 
maybe they'll do something with that with that series. Who knows? But I think I think it'd be cool to have that physically, or even a remaster of it. Because Breath of Fire Three was one of the first RPGs I played on the PS One, and I really liked it. I thought it was a great game. It's it's a game I actually played like with friends. Like I'd go over to their house and we'd play it like all night. It was I just would a fun say RPG. That it's interesting that they released twenty all at once. That's so un Nintendo like. Because you're like, expecting they like, three and then three yeah, a month. <laughs> they like to they like to uh to trickle it out to keep the yeah. hype real and so now doing all 20, you're kind of just like throwing them all in there. Like, all right, we got all the classic Nintendo stuff, and we got some other games. And instead yeah. of like, we got Breath of Breath of Fire this this month. Like, and then people could talk about it. And like, like now, I now mentioned, it, Vice Project yeah. Doom on the NES one. I just know we've got F Zero in there. I'm a happy camper. F Zero is still one of my favorite games. Hopefully, we see F Zero uh, too. Yeah, and I will say that. You know, I'm not, I don't want to be one of those people that's like, oh, we finally got Super Nintendo, what's next? But for me now, it's going to be what's next because we, we had the <laughs> NES Classic, we I'm had the SNES Classic. But, but what's next? But let's be honest, you know, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, we expect. I really want to see what they're going to bring. Are they going to go Game Boy route? Are they going to go DS? Are they going to do N64? Which I really hope they do. But it's more like, I hope they I feel go like Game NES Boy. and SNES are like the. Yeah, I I think Game Boy would be a great one because Especially you see so many light we're going game. handhold only and everything. So yeah, like I mean, and and we saw Final Fantasy Adventure come out, so they have a pretty solid Game Boy emulator from M. Yes, so. that's true. And then with this, if you remember, for online members, when the NES app came out, you could buy NES Joy-Con controllers direct from nintendo it was limited to one but it was a two-pack and what's really interesting is this time around they're selling them individually the snes controllers but they're wireless so they're not joy con with the you know attaching to the console they're wireless and they're going to be 29.99 on their website for members and you can buy up to four so you know kind of hints at because i mean i have an eight eight bit gamepad with the two analogs on it so i already have something that's technically superior um because it's not gonna have the analogs on the the nintendo one but it's made by nintendo so inherently it may be may feel better um quality wise plus i just want the packaging to match my nintendo controllers yeah no i hear you and then what's interesting is that just like with the nes you had the famicom controllers now we have super famicom we have the eu version with the different button scheme so i already see on the facebook group everyone going like can you buy an extra one and we'll trade for the us one um i may go that route i'm not sure for me i probably i may buy one also just to have it but i also bought an 8-bit dough actually i'm sorry let me let me back up i was gifted an 8-bit dough from my good friend destiny fomo when she knew i was excited about the collection of mana coming out and I really want to play that with an SNES-style controller. And 8-Bit, though, just has a very good reputation. So I have the same one you do. And that would probably be the one I would end up using anyway. But it's nice that, you know, they're including this. And if they're going wireless, why not a wireless N64 controller eventually? <laughs> Maybe they realize that the bulkiness of the N64 controller, there's no good way to attach it to the Switch. Um, and also... You know what? It probably goes in line with the Switch Lite that you can't attach a controller anyway. That's why so we're not getting the the Joy-Con version, it's because exactly. of the Switch Lite. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I really think they're probably going to go Game Boy 
with the next iteration because number one they're not going to release game boy controllers um it would be cool to see the super game boy controller but i doubt they'll do that um that would Mm -hmm. be my hoary anyways but um, i remember that but it would be super cool to to get some some classic game boys and then they could go game boy color even or game boy advance like yes like we could go deep down the rabbit hole before you get to n64 (laughs) so so i will say to our listeners this is a good time now to jump onto social media Tag Hagen's Alley and JP Switchmania and tell us two things. One, of the initial launch of SNES games, which one's your favorite? And which is one that you really want to see come down the line at some point? We want to know. So, so for, tag for us. For Super Nintendo? For Super Nintendo, yes. So one that I want to see, just to play online versus JP, is I want to see Uniracers. Mm, <laughs> that's a good choice. Uniracers online versus each other. Mm-hmm. Because that's the one thing that's cool is now we can play Super Nintendo games together online. That's what's really cool. Like being able to play Super Nintendo games on the Switch, great. I have Super Nintendo everywhere. Um, Like, I mean, I have an EverDrive or actually an SD to SNES. I can play it on things. But playing (laughs) it online together with the Switch is the cool thing. Um, Ironically, because I fired it up just to check out a few games before the cast today. Um, both people that were online that are in my friends list were both playing Super Metroid online, which I thought was weird. <laughs> of course, people want to go to that one first. I don't blame them. Um, I will like, also say I'm on the online. N- it's a single player game. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the cool thing. Um, so I'm on the Nintendo.com site for the Super Nintendo app, and it says here friends can even watch each other play single player games online and virtually pass the controller at any time. Yep. Yeah, I did see I- that. I thought that was cool. And every classic SNES game includes include in this collection will support voice chat via the Nintendo Switch online smartphone app. So, yeah, it's something. And actually, while I'm on the page, I'm going to click on free download so it can start going to my console by the time I'm done with this. <laughs> All right, so let's get back to the Direct because we've got stuff to talk about still. Yeah. Um, we're, this is, that is probably the halfway point. So now the second half, we have Tetris 99 Invictus. Plus the Wave 2 DLC, which was available today, and tomorrow, or today if you're listening to this, the Tetris 99 package version in retail stores. Um, and I'll talk about that first really quick. Like it's going to be 30... The Invictus mm-hmm. thing, though, I think you have to be like a, a grandmaster or master of the game or something in order to <laughs> even be able to play that mode, which is insane to me. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm terrible at I think that I... game. <laughs> I think I downloaded it when it came out, and that was it. But I have people who love this game. Like, this is their go-to game when they just need to unwind or take a break from another game. They go to Tetris 99. <laughs> and I probably should try it at some point. Um, I just it's, haven't it's, yet. It's chaos, man. Like, if you're if you're not, like, excellent at Tetris, you're going to get murked. It's, it's, but it's fun. I'm, I'm decent yeah. at Tetris, and I get destroyed. Yeah. It's, oh, boy. It's fun, though. It's fun. So the Tetris 99 uh, physical package is going to include a one-year online membership, which is a $20 value on its own. It's going to include the new DLC content, which was a $10 value. So that's your 30 bucks right there. But it's going to be on a physical cart. It's going to be available in stores. And they're going to have the offline mode that you can play as well. So I, I definitely think that's a good good package, a good way to do it. Um, you get your money's worth right away and you get another year, you know, you get another year of the online membership if you're already a member or you're going to join for the first time. And that's going to be in stores. I don't know if there's an Friday. offline version on the online app. Like, I don't think I there thought is. they just 
they didn't they didn't add one. I thought in the, if the, they the did, new DLC is where it comes in. I haven't played it since then, like since it was originally okay. out. So I completely could be crazy, which people will okay. let us know. <laughs> yes. So next up is a game coming out on November fifth. It's Mario Yay! and Sonic. At the, the Olympic Games, Tokyo wrote, 2020. This one I wrote down. So I'll let you because, talk about it then. Because they've been talking about it for a while, and these games are like dime a dozen. But then mm-hmm. they showed the retro modes, and I was like, oh, and, sh- oh crap. So and like, retro games, which is so cool. Which I thought the funniest part about that is, is like Sonic and crew are like the Genesis sprites, and then Mario is like the 8-bit sprites. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the heck? Like, like it's such a... Flash in the pan. They, they but, couldn't do Sega Master System Sonic. <laughs> but it's like they went back, and the thing is, though, those games were like it reminds me of the classic Konami track and field, and like doing the the crazy races and stuff. So hopefully, it holds up, and it's it's super fun to do the retro ones. That in itself would be a reason to get that game. Um, mm-hmm. But there's like what twenty games or some some ridiculous yeah, amount. There's skateboarding, there's tennis, which is just, to me, is funny, right? We have Mario Tennis, and now we have Olympic Tennis, and it's probably going to be very similar, but with Sonic characters now. You have um, you have racing, and then you also have a story mode, which is really cool, right? So Mario Tennis added a story mode. This one will have a story mode. So, you know, it adds a little more dimension to the game as opposed to just, you know, um, competition-wise uh, and, like, multiplayer so I'm, I'm very curious to see what kind of story that's going to be with with both of the two lead characters, you know, sharing the spotlight. Um, but that comes out in November, so it's pretty soon. Nice. Um, okay. Yeah, so next up, there was a demo that became available yesterday, and that's the Damon X Machina prologue demo. And in the spirit of, of a lot of these demos coming out, it'll transfer to the full game. So you'll be playing, and it'll carry over when the game releases on September 13th. Oh my gosh, is that next week already? Yeah, Okay. Wow, That's a mech game, right? Yeah, it's a mech game. I played the original demo that came out, I believe it was E3, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, not E3. I think it was just a regular presentation in February that they had but they released a a demo for a limited time it gave you four levels it gave you basic customization of the characters so you could change their appearance slightly you can put different decals and customize your mech obviously and it gave you like an initial feel and what i believe i read is that they took the feedback from the players who tried the demo and they improved upon a lot of the different mechanics uh different aspects of the game so sounds like this new demo is something that's worth trying out especially if you played it the first time around because it does sound like they've improved upon a lot of features which which is nice because i think they actually did that for octopath traveler too right they they had the demo and then they took feedback and then they improved upon it and that's the best way to do it absolutely and i mean it looks like something that might be pretty cool um yeah i liked it i thought it moved fairly fast it's not the fastest mech game um to me i compare everything to zone of vendors so it's not that kind of speed but it may come later in the game maybe you get power boosters or something like that but it, it moved pretty well um you could jump out of your mech and then just be a useless human essentially with a gun but yeah oh, I, 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 <laughs> you know what though 
that's one thing I didn't mention when we talked about Blaster Master. I found a use for him, and it was those little slime creatures that w- were too short to hit with your blaster from Sophia. But when yeah. you jump out as Jason, it was a perfect kind of like uh, strategy for me. I was like, oh, that's how you kill them. Yeah. Okay. Also, for you collectors out there, the Demon X Machina in Europe is getting a collector's edition. Uh, it comes with a robot uh, statue. It comes with other stuff, art book, things like that. Uh, so, yeah, I'll be on the lookout for that next week. Okay, the next game made me smile for uh, one reason, and that was Star Wars Jedi Knight 2 yeah. Jedi Outcast. I just wrote down and Kyle the- Katarn. That's all I wrote down. Well, I... I see. <laughs> so this game is coming out on September 24th. And the reason I smiled is if you recall, a certain limited publisher seemed to have picked up all the rights to the uh, to the Star Wars games recently. Yep. And that is limited run games. And I'm really, really, really ho- hoping that we're going to see a physical for this. And if we do, correct me if I'm wrong, this will be the first Star Wars physical game we have for the Switch. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think we have one. Because we, we're, we're getting Lego Star Wars, the complete saga, but that's not out yet. But this would be awesome if we start seeing these kind of retro titles come out and Limited Run Games picks them up because they're already you know partnered up. Uh, as you know, that they're releasing NES games, S, uh, Game Boy games, N64 games for Star Wars. So it makes remakes, sense that we're getting old school PC Oh, yeah, games the Bounty Hunter like came out. This is yep. old school PC right so I'm, here. So. Well, this was... This was PC, GameCube, Xbox. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, a while ago. But I'm really hoping that we see a physical. And if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be limited run games. So, fingers crossed. Let's think about that. Though. All right. We go all so, the way from, like, now to PS4 games, like, from a few years ago released, to PS3, to PS2, to PS1, which <laughs> literally Doom 64, but PS1 era, down to uh-huh. the Super Nintendo. Like, we went all the way down to every generation. <laughs> like, this... Oh yeah, this this is insane with the Nintendo Switch. Like we're gonna see stuff from every generation, every every time. Mhm. All right. So the next one we already knew about, which is The Witcher Three: Wild Hunt Complete Edition, comes yep. out October fifteenth. Hmm. I said, "Yep." Yep. Okay. And, <laughs> like JP. Oh, yeah. Okay. People are gonna listen so, and be like, "Why did JP stop when he said yep?" <laughs> I thought I heard you say nope, and I was like, oh, did I say something wrong? I didn't. It's it's October 15th. It's getting a physical. Apparently, it's going to be complete on cart with all the DLC, all the content. It's going to be very interesting to see. Uh, but it's also going to come with a collector's edition-esque, even though it's the only retail version. But it comes with some physical goodies in the box. But that is coming out very, very soon. Uh, so, yeah, interested about that one. The next one I didn't know about was a set. Assassin's Creed, the Rebel Collection. So it's going to have Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag and the Rogue something. I'm not too familiar with my Assassin's Creed, but it's coming out physically. And this is September 24th. I don't know if that's right. That seems too soon. Uh, but it's coming out very soon. I'm going to I'm going to just slowly oh, talk while I go to a I go. I want to give everybody the right information. So if they have to wait a few extra seconds, I hope they appreciate it. Um, I'm going to pull it up right now. and hopefully it uh, it trans- translates well, and they don't just do like a really crappy 
uh, Wii U port of Black Flag. Hopefully we see a good port. Yeah, so... Yeah, on uh, Best Buy's website, it's showing a release date of December 6th. So I don't know if maybe the September date that they showed was a digital version, but we're getting a retail release in December. It's going to be $39.99. You can pre-order it right now if you want. Uh, but yeah, I think they did a good job with Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered, so hopefully with 4, that's a good, you know, they continue that trend. Yeah. And I really hope that, I mean, I still hope we see the original ones, 1 and 2, because I haven't played Whatever, these, and I wouldn't mind having a kind of re-release. Because apparently nobody really liked Part One. I pl- originally played Part One. Yeah. I liked it, but it's weird. I think as I think once I think with three and two, I no, I think with two, a lot of people really enjoyed the improvements. And then it's they say you know don't play two first and then go to one because it's gonna you're gonna have a hard time enjoying it. But you know what? I want everything on the Switch, so I want the entire Assassin's Creed story on the Switch. We'll see. <laughs> uh, so then the next one, they started going into, um, I think at this point, or the next game, they went into a little montage of games coming out. So the first one is Dauntless. Mm-hmm. That's coming this year still. Are you familiar with this game? No. No, there's there's a bunch of games okay, like no in problem. those that I wasn't super familiar with. They didn't really interest me a lot of them because I didn't even write them down. There was there was a couple that looked pretty cool though. Sure. So this is a free to play. Yeah. So this is a massive free to play game, and from the Nintendo website, you take on boss sized monsters, forge powerful weapons, craft armor from the very creatures you slay. Uh, so it's an action adventure multiplayer role playing game by Phoenix Labs. It's coming in 2019. As far as I know, it's digital only, uh, especially if it's a massive free-to-play online game. But yeah, that's uh, that's one game. Then we go into Just Dance 2020, which is my game of the year. I love Just Dance. Of course it is. We're getting it on November 5th. Yep. So here's the montage. So we had Just Dance, and I'll go a little quickly. We had Grid Autosport mm-hmm. coming September 19th. We had Farming Simulator 20, Coming December third, your other game of the year. We had Nino Kuni Wrath. Yep, Nino Kuni Wrath of the White Witch, September twentieth, and that's getting a physical. We have NBA Two K twenty, which is actually coming out on Friday. So today, if you're listening to this, uh, then you have Call of Cthulhu, another game we're getting a physical. That's coming out October eighth. Then you had Outer Worlds, which is coming soon. A lot of people were very excited about this one, and from what I've seen. On Amazon Germany, there is a physical uh, pre-order page for it. So Hmm. it sounds like we may be getting a physical of this one. And most likely, if it's showing up on Amazon Germany for this game, we'd probably see it in the U.S. as well. Then we have Devil May Cry 2, which to me just literally came out of nowhere. I had no idea they were bringing the second one over. But it's coming on September 19th. I think it's the least favorite of the Devil May Cry series. People liked one. They really liked three. Yeah. I always remember people not enjoying two. Two was, was kind of pretty Just, poor and not a great one to play. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. And I will say that maybe after two, they release three. Maybe they want to do a physical of all three. I'm okay with that. You just want um, the things then that. we have Vampire. I do want everything on the Switch. And Devil May Cry, listen, we got Onimusha in Japan on the Switch physically and it's supported English. I was surprised we didn't get Devil May Cry, but maybe they're just waiting to release a whole trilogy pack or something like that. It could happen. 
then we have Vampire, which is getting a physical. It's coming out October 29th. Then we have Animal Crossing New Horizons, and this is a game coming out March 20th, 2020. Did you take any notes on this one? Um, For Animal Crossing? Yeah. We have we have a bit of a lag, by the way. Um, anyways, no, I'm not interested in Animal Crossing hardly at all. Um, I kind of glossed through that one, and it might be something my daughter might like later, but I'm definitely not interested in Animal Crossing. See, they, they spent some time on it. Um, they showed this... Uh, trying to... They, they, they showed this island life, right? So you're new to the island, you set up your camp, you're crafting, you're interacting with the different characters. It looks very relaxing. Um, and then I'll just uh, just really read really quick. But, you know, a lot of people are looking forward to this game. They showed some features that were new to the series. So the first up, like I said, was crafting. And I'm taking this from Nintendo Life. Um, so giving them credit. But first up, first up was crafting, which will allow you to take core components and create new items. Even weeds will have a use thanks to this new mechanic. Then there was the resident services building where you can stock up on tools and furniture. Tom Nook will even buy your unwanted items here. And the good news is that all those pesky weeds now have a value. Nook will take them off your hands as part of the island cleanup plan. Remember how annoying it is to come back to your game and find your island full of weeds? Now you'll be able to make money out of them. Uh, so sticking with Tom Nook for a moment, it was also revealed that the game is getting a new currency, Nook Miles. By taking part in different tasks, you can earn these miles, which can be traded for special items. Uh, you can also inform that up to four players can join in on a single Switch console, assuming you have the correct number of controllers. If you've got multiple Switch consoles or you're playing online, then up to eight players can inhabit the island. There was also one thing that they didn't mention, and I'm trying to look it up really quick, but it was the... Oh, yeah, here it is. The Nook Phone is a mobile phone in Animal Crossing, and it's included in the initial deserted island getaway package from Tom Nook. So you're going to have apps on here as well. And it sounds like, you know, it's going to be a very all-inclusive kind of game. I've only heard good things about Animal Crossing. I'm like you, though. It's just it's one that never really appealed to me. Mm -mm. Um, Not for me at all, You know. Yeah, like the GameCube, it came out. It was never a game that I looked at. It came out on the 3DS. Again, I actually picked it up for my wife to play because she was looking for something that she could get into and, and wasn't fighting and wasn't a platformer. And so many people recommended to her Animal Crossing. And she had started it, and she was loving it. And I, I really do feel she'll enjoy this game. But to me, I'm not going to lie. It's going to come out. I'm not going to play it. <laughs> I mean, I, the only uh, way I'm going to see this know. get some playtime is if my daughter ends up taking a liking to it. Yeah, like I'll, I, I would watch Shanna play, and I'm sure, I, I'm sure I would enjoy it if I started it. But it's just not one that's that's drawing me in. It's cute. I feel like it's very relaxing kind of game, and I know there's a big following behind it. And I'm sure after this, we're going to get one star reviews now because we don't like Animal Crossing. <laughs> but <laughs> I hope not. Um, no, I. If we if it comes out and we do a playcast on it, I'll give it a fair shake. But it's just not one to me that's that's drawing me in, even after all these trailers. But I'm excited for everyone that is excited for it. Um, I'm glad Animal Crossing is coming to the Switch. But for us, yeah, it's coming out for the Switch. That's about it. it it's coming um, out. <laughs> it's coming out on March 20th. And and the final game, which you know they always do the, the big got surprise one more thing to show you. So before we say what it is, I want to ask you, what were you hoping it would be? 
I was hoping that we were going have- to see a new, like, Mario, like Mar- the Mario Sunshine rumor, or Mario Odyssey 2, or something like that. Or maybe even a yeah. Mario Galaxy re- like remaster or something. Like, I was hoping to see something yeah. along the lines of, like, a or, like, Metro- Metroid 4 getting an update, <laughs> or something like mm-hmm. big Nintendo first party, but, um... I mean, this kind of turned into almost like a a bigger Nintendo published thing, anyways. But yeah. yeah, so let's get into the game. So, if everybody recalls, I believe this was from Monolith Studios, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I say so. yes. I think so. Um, this was a very this was a very big Wii game, and it actually came out again on the 3DS. But it's Xenoblade Chronicles. Except this is now going to be the definitive edition. The, it is getting a physical. You can pre-order it. But yeah, this is this is one of those games on the Wii that is a highlight. It's it's one of the top games that came out for the console. If you're familiar with the Xenoblade series, expect to put many, many hours into it. The game is the massive. This is the classic game that um, GameStop notoriously started opening their new oh, copies yes. and made it used so they could charge $100 for them or something. It was insane. Yeah, this is this was at one point this was one of the most expensive Wii games just to find in general. Not even on not even at GameStop, but it was just very hard to get. And then miraculously, I don't know if GameStop found a whole box in their warehouse, but the they, prices they did dropped another, tremendously. They did another print run. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, okay. So it became more readily the, available. I think this was like a, a section where like I don't know if they printed it in a different warehouse or something, but I remember like the packaging was subpar compared to the original release like it was, okay. it was like a gamestop exclusive too so um but yeah like this gives us hope too that we're gonna see all three xenoblade chronicle games because we have two yeah it's already out now we're gonna have one now hopefully we'll get x in there too that from the wii u yes so. and then my my hope and wish was to see the Xeno Saga trilogy get a remaster. I'd love to see Xeno Gears come back. Let's and just get Xeno Gears. Re- yeah, let's start with Xeno Gears. I'm perfectly fine with that because why not? Now is the time. Remade, I mean, this... remade, remade. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo, if you're listening, please, please, please. Yeah. Uh, so that that was the direct. It was 40 minutes, which again, Insanity. if you think about all the games we talked about, they took full advantage of that 40 minutes. They didn't give us, you know. A couple new announcements, some reminders of games, and then focus heavily on one or two titles like I thought they were going to do. This was just 40 minutes of nonstop. I mean, it was insane. And I, yeah, so maybe before we get to what we thought about it, I think now's a good time to maybe go to our poll that we ran. Absolutely. If you're, okay. Perfect. So as always, we like to do polls on JP Switchmania's Twitter page. So I wrote bonus Switchmania playcast poll. Did the Nintendo America Direct? I probably should have wrote Direct. I just wrote Nintendo America. Meet your expectations. But I think everyone knew what we were talking did about. Did all of the Nintendos meet your expectations <laughs> did, in life? Did Nintendo- <laughs> <laughs> also, what was the one game you're most excited for? Comment below and we'll read them on the show. So we had 423 votes, which oh, is Lord. excellent. Oh, Lord. Yeah. So 9% of people did not watch it. Fair enough. 16% of people felt that it fell below their expectations. 33% said it exceeded their expectations. And 43% said it met their expectations. So overall, it sounds like the Direct 
was met very favorably through our through our poll only. You know, I'm basing it off of that. But that's that's good to hear. I mean, Nintendo, I feel lately has just been on a roll with their presentations. It always leaves you with something that you're really looking forward to, something you weren't expecting. Um, and, you know, from their E3 presentation, their February presentation, we've had their their Nindies Direct. Now we have their Fall Direct. I mean, they're they're doing a great job with with making announcements and getting the hype up and getting people excited. You know, what's um, kind of funny to me is that like I saw a lot of people saying, you know, it was like it, the whole presentation was kind of meh and all this stuff. But you like after reading everything that was announced, there was a lot. <laughs> like there was a lot of cool stuff. There's a lot of cool stuff that's already been announced that they announced more detail to. Like, this yeah. was a solid direct. Like, it was good. Yeah. We didn't have any crazy mind-blowing announcements. I mean, Xenoblade yeah. Chronicles is cool. Um, but, like, it wasn't, like, a mega super crazy announcement to blow our, our faces off and melt them into oblivion. <laughs> but, like, but, I I'm mean. I'm picturing that, that was it, TH, THX video where the guy's <laughs> yeah. sitting in the chair and the, the speakers are just. <laughs> or, like, scanners or he's like, ah. So, you mean it's not, like, a direct where it's, like, one more thing and then it's just fighting, 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 and then the Smash logo and then, boom, we're done. Yeah. I mean, it's just, like, but we got the announcement of you know mm-hmm. you know uh, terry bogard we got a bunch of cra- like we got some cool stuff like i we have did. no qualms about it it wasn't you know again not like not face melting but it's still like awesome like it's a great time like I, you're saying like there's games announced from every era to hit some nostalgia like nintendo's smart about that because they know they have gamers from all generations now Yes. And like they're gonna hit the the super retro nerds like me. They're gonna hit the medium retro nerds like you. They're gonna hit the the <laughs> newer um, modern just got out of high school nerds, and then they're gonna mm-hmm. get all the nerds. And then <laughs> then they got all the family people with the Pokemans and the Pokemon crossings, the the nook the nook books, the nook books. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they got they got they're trying to hit everything. I think. I just, I, I really think it's interesting that we didn't see much about the Switch Lite. Like, that's the weird thing to me. Yeah, I, you're right. I saw it in some of the trailers when they're showing, like, four-player mode, and you see two or our regular Switches, two are the lights. But right, no no mention of it, especially with, it would have been good time, I thought, to remind people because we're about two weeks away where the first three colors come out. We are two months away from their first true collector edition one of the Pokemon one coming out. Yeah, I'm a little surprised that they didn't really even have a quick little reminder saying, like, don't forget the Switch Lite. And maybe, like, boom, here's a new reveal about the Switch Lite. You know Lite. what I'm but really surprised way, about is that they didn't, you know, mention the Switch Collector coming out either, the book. So I don't know why Nintendo that was That was really weird considering that we are, you know, less than a week away. But <laughs> yeah, you know what? should be announcing it. May- I think they knew that they wanted us to announce it really more on the podcast, so I appreciate them letting us take the spotlight on that. Not taking our steam away from us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> how did how did your Kickstarter page crash right? It's not even live yet. Uh, the Nintendo Direct. Yep. <laughs> All right, so let's Life let's goals. go into some feedback. We actually had quite a number. Wow, I'm like scrolling and still scrolling. We have a lot of feedback, so we'll Alex. go through a few of it. Um, so let, let's start with Kaiokin21. He says, yes, they sure as heck did meet my expectations, and I'm surprised, and surprised me with some of the cool announcements. The one game I'm excited for is Pokemon Sword or Shield, 
and can't wait for your playcast. Oh, thank you. Hope Woo-hoo. you're listening to this right now. Shout out to Kaiokin21. And if you remember, Kaiokin actually just won our uh, my last giveaway. So he is now officially part of the Switch community because he has a Switch now. And I'm hoping he's enjoying all those new games. Okay. At Eli underscore Izumi, The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening remake. It wasn't a big highlight, but I'm a fan of the series and I don't want to miss it. I already got the original on my 3DS, had the cartridge on Game Boy Color, but a friend, in quotes, stole it, along with my Game Boy Color when I was a kid. Well, if that friend's listening, give it back. All right. At CPTA Wusu, Luigi's Mansion 3, and was still holding out for a Banjo-Kazooie game and Pikmin. Yeah, that's right. Pikmin. A lot of people would like to see Pikmin. Uh, Maybe one day we will. So, at Shampoo said... Yeah. At Shampoo said Grid Autosport. At the Retro Bear Den said, Hell yeah, that met my expectations. I am so hyped for Animal Crossing and Xenoblade Chronicles. The SNES announcement for the Switch was long overdue. Those SNES Bluetooth controllers are pretty awesome and pretty affordable too. That's right, they're only $30. When they go live, I will post that so you know. Um, but from what I've seen, the NES controllers are still available for members yep. to purchase on Nintendo's website. So I don't feel that these are going to be limited or hard to get. The only thing is if you're going to be part of the first wave or not, because they did sell out and then people had to wait a while. But right now they're readily available. So if you're not in a rush, it sounds like you won't have a problem getting it. All right. So at made heaven, seven twelve said, I'm excited for town. I also wish we got anything involving Metroid. It would have been perfect. Yeah. I was wanting that. At rapture underscore very said overwatch was my most exciting one at the local Brathman said Tokyo Mirage Sessions FE Encore. So excited to finally play it. At the Serial Slut said most of the information. So it, he knew most of the information. So it was a slight letdown, but still good. Still hyped for Luigi's Mansion. At Ninto 4G said Deadly Premonition 2, Far and Away, my most anticipated game announced this year. At Chrysler. Chrysalite Stone said Trials of Mana Remake Baby. That's right. At Magical Jeff 86, all about deadly premonitions, both of them. That did it for me by itself. I'm like, yeah, I I would agree. At Gamer DJE said, Oh, Bridin is the good surprise. And I have to admit, I was I was surprised by that title and it has me intrigued. At Twain on Game said, a lot of RPG goodness coming to the Switch, but I'm honestly most excited about getting Oberdin. Hmm, a lot of people. Maybe this is a game that we're going to have to try out. Yeah, I mean, it sounds interesting. At Daffry, it does, and it sounds different. At Daffry said, Tokyo Mirage Sessions FE Encore looks like a really, really stylish and fun RPG. Also, AC Rebel Collection. I'm still having a blast playing three. At Saniku... Raharu said Damon X Machina, an Armored Core fan here. And I know a lot of people that are as well. Shout out to Jay Bushwords, who also likes mech games. All right, so at Rider Luke, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, at Mega Man Magikarp Y underscore, still hype mostly for Animal Crossing. It looks better and prettier in the new direct than it did before. At Yanini-san, while all announcements were super interesting, I'm still waiting for Metroid Prime Trilogy since it could be a great tale to play while waiting for Metroid Prime 4. I agree. I thought at some point we'd be seeing the Prime Trilogy. I'm hoping they're saving that for the next Direct. At Karma Aquarius, missed it. We'll try to watch it later today, but read enough <laughs> tweets to know what's up. And if you're following me, you probably saw all 57 of my tweets all as I took a picture. Tweets. 
Oh, I, it was so funny. Before it started, I said, I'm going to apologize in advance for anybody with their notifications on for what's about to happen in the next 40 minutes. And then I did a little gift that was like, I'm not even a little sorry. And I wasn't. It was fun. And I, this was the second time I did live tweeting because the first time was during the E3 presentation. Um, but I was at work at that time. So I had my laptop and I had my phone and I'm trying to type everything quickly with no images. This time around, I had the TV on and I took a screenshot of every single thing that came on and then I did a quick uh, tweet. So that to me was a little more fun because I could have images to show people. All right, so let's keep going. Uh, at Solid You Steve said, let's just say I'm okay. <laughs> All right, Steve. I hope you're okay. I'm okay too. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm doing pretty dandy. At Adventurer Beck said, I want to say Animal Crossing but I am very excited to get to play Xenoblade Chronicles. Yeah, same here. They're going to be mad at X us about trashing the Animal Crossing. No. <laughs> <laughs> at Carlos RKC said, if Xenoblade X comes to the Switch, they could literally pretend the system never existed. My guess is he's saying the Wii U yeah. would never have existed. We'll still need Wonderful 101 on the on yes. Switch as well. And I would like uh, Devil's Third. <laughs> Just classic Devil's Third. I mean, if they remaster that, that'd be amazing. Yeah. And then we're done with the Wii U, which, honestly, when you look back, this is what's going to happen. They're going to reveal one day that the Wii U was just the Switch prototype. That's it really what much, it was. It pretty much is, it is, like, to me. And you know what? It it had, think about it, it had about 200 games for it. We're slowly getting them on the Switch. They're selling better on the Switch than they ever did on the Wii U. And it's making, honestly, what I've seen, it's making people go to the Wii U now to collect for it. And I don't know if maybe it's because they see the sheer amount of Switch games that they're like, what Nintendo console could I really like affordably collect for? And that's the Wii U. The Especially Wii since all the has prices like, came down with a lot of the, the cross releases like the Hello Kitty racers. Oh, yeah. Hello Kitty racers was a big one. Um, the Sonic, the Mar Mario and Sonic 2016 yeah. Olympic game used to be expensive and it dropped in price. Even like Xenoblade Chronicles X is not a big expensive title. And for those listening that are collectors, there was a turbo racing game based off the turbo movie yeah. um, from D3 publishing. that used to be expensive, dropped in price. So no, no game really is going to break the bank for you. And it's a manageable enough system that you could say, Hey, I have the entire, you know, us run or EU run and it looks pretty cool. But yeah, seriously, I mean, the switch is just, it's, it's taking all these games that people overlooked or really enjoyed. It's one or the other. And they're bringing it. And it's like, okay, let's buy it for the Switch. Even Hello Kitty came to the Switch. I mean, that's just crazy. Physically. <laughs> Physically. All right, so let's keep going. Um, at Shiniga2341895 said Deadly Premonition 2. At Jay-Z412 said, can't wait to replay Tokyo Mirage. It was a good game on the Wii U. At Pink Milk Angel said, I'm excited to experience every Nintendo Switch game. All right. That's what I want to hear. All of the games. Every single game. All right. We got two left. At V Game Landscapes said, I wasn't expecting anything too big, but was satisfied with what we were shown. SNES games on the Switch were a big bonus, but Trials of Mana is what I'm most excited for. So getting a new peek at that was a treat. Agreed. And the final comment is from CC Ma. A -A -A. <laughs> I like most of what they announced for Pokemon, but I'm still waiting on the starter evolutions. Hmm. Yeah, I, they may show that as their last mini Pokemon presentation. So first off, I want to thank everybody that commented, everybody that voted, everybody who followed all of my tweets and didn't unfollow me. I was very surprised. I didn't lose followers. <laughs> Normally you do. 
Um, but I think it, now's a good time to maybe just quickly go over what our thoughts were on the presentation. I'll go first, if that's okay. Yeah. I, I thought it was a solid 8 out of 10. I really enjoyed the 40 minutes. Even though there were games that you know I'm not excited for or not on my top list, I should say, even like Animal Crossing, I thought overall the Direct really showed the wide range of what the Switch is offering. Um, what's interesting is that you know Josh and I'll, I'll, I'll refer back to Joshua now, who had posted the list. So thank you again for that. That we used it because it was very helpful to go in order of what they showed. But what's really interesting is he posted this. And a lot of the comments, or some of the comments underneath, started this um, heated debate about what was shown. And that is that they felt that a lot of ports were shown, a lot of remasters were shown, and not a lot of original material. And, you know, here's where I stand on the matter, is that I don't mind remasters. I don't mind ports, because a lot of the times, it's either a game I played so long ago that it's nothing that it's like, I just bought this last year and now I'm buying it again. Or it's, I didn't play this the first time around, and now I'm getting a chance to on my favorite system, on the system on the go. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, they add a definitive edition, a remastered edition. They do something to the game to polish it up, to add new features, you know, that I feel you get your money's worth. So, you know what, if there's, a, if there's more remasters here and more not fully original IP titles on the Switch... In this Direct, I'm perfectly fine with that because I look at the list. I never played Witcher 3. I never played the Assassin's Creed games. I never played the Deadly Premonitions. Even Doom 64 was so long ago, right? I mean, it's on the N64. So it's, you know, I'm looking at this and I'm, I'm going, I'm perfectly fine with that. I'm glad they're coming to the Switch because it's my go-to system. It's, it's primarily my only system that I'm actively playing right now. And I can take it on the go. And now I can take these games on the go. So I am super happy with this Direct. I, there, were, there were some standout moments for me. So the Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, absolutely for me. I'm going through the list. Just Dance 2020, I just can't wait for. Farming Doom Simulator, si- too. That's your like bread and butter. My God, I mean, I can't even tell you how many farming games I have that I could give one to every member of my house right now. <laughs> and more, because there's just so many. But we're getting Farming Simulator 20, so I'm, I'm glad for that. You know, the Pokemon game I'm looking forward to, Tokyo Mirage Sessions FE Encore. I have it for the Wii U. I haven't played it for the Wii U. Um, Little Town Hero, I am really, really looking forward to that game. And I'm hoping it's, you know, it's going to be as good as I think it's going to be. So overall, very happy with this Direct. I hope we get one more presentation, you know, before the end of the year, some more surprises. But if not, this is this this to me was a very solid Direct. So how about you? So for me, it's a, like, I agree with a lot of people when they said there was a ton of ports, but I think what, what more stuck out was is that all of the non-ports and remakes and things were already announced, which is why I think a lot of people were, mm-hmm. like, not hot on this direct, but mm-hmm. I'm with you where, like, all the ports that I'm seeing, I'm like, I mean, we're in a Shangri-La of the Switch. I'd like seeing all this stuff getting pushed to the Switch because, like, this is, like, one of the the last consoles I'm seriously considering, like, stopping collecting after the Switch. <laughs> like, just because, mm-hmm. like, it's just, like, it's so cool. It's, like, almost, like, a perfect amalgamation of all generations of games. I and mean, we got a new Bubsy this week that you got. Like, there's... <laughs> 
everything <laughs> is coming out. And like when you got stuff all the way from Super Nintendo era with Trials of Mana remake all the way up to Deadly Premonition and then Divinity Divinity um, Original mm-hmm. Sin 2 and like a bunch of different stuff in there. Um, the stuff I'm looking forward to, obviously I'm looking forward to, Link to Link's Awakening. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a fail for the whole thing because they didn't, didn't announce a Link to the Past. So, I mean, the remake. So, yeah, yeah it's a big fail. But no, no <laughs> I did. I you know what? They didn't want to overshadow Link's Awakening. You That's... can't do two Zeldas in one year. You're going you, you're gonna to dilute it. You're going to have to wait till next year when you go, hey, we're taking the original Legend of Zelda and we're doing it Breath of the Wild style. That's right. That's Breath of the Wild too. Um, but yeah, <laughs> like I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to Link's, Link's Awakening. Um, obviously, um, Luigi's Mansion 3 looks cool. Um, a lot of the newer stuff, but um, obviously Doom 64, a little bit of Kyle Katarn. The retro mode in the Sonic mm-hmm. game is just hitting the right, um, the right niche for me. Um, and I mean, the other thing is, is a game that just was dropped today, which wasn't even on the Nintendo Direct, you know, River City Girls is a remake of, uh, a Super Famicom game in the Kunio-kun series, and it's just, that game looks amazing too, like, we're getting a bunch of crazy stuff, um, but it was a definitely a cool one, the more I think about it, and the, after going through it, like it was much better than my initial reaction to the to the uh, direct as well. Because when you get a reboot of a Wii game as your big one, it's like oh, like you didn't get a brand new thing. Like, but um, but when you go back and look at, it, there was a lot announced. This is awesome. Yeah, I mean it. It was it was forty minutes well spent. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um. So that was our direct. What did you think? Uh, you did comment, but if you have any, you know, now that the day has passed and you got to stew in it and sleep on it, and now that the Super Nintendo online is up and running, you know, if you want to comment, tag us, Hagen's Alley, JP Switchmania. Tell us what you think. Maybe you have a second impression now, and especially after hearing all this. Is there something that you didn't pay attention to the first time that you learned about? Is there something new you're excited for? Is there something you wish you had heard about that and shown you know comment let us know we love feedback we love talking with everybody so yeah let's start our conversation mm-hmm. uh but that was the nintendo direct of september 2019 <laughs> what's next jeffrey so we got one more news piece um so actually tomorrow i'm leaving and this weekend there's the game la or game la grand opening in san antonio um, I'm mm-hmm. going to be there doing book signings, um, and a giveaway, Switch Collector giveaway, um, mm-hmm. for a promo box, um, and I'm going to be there with OK Chief and 8-Bit Eric, we're going to be hanging out and playing a lot of awesome games and hanging out at the, uh, store in San Antonio. Um, again, it's the, it's, uh, ran by the owner of Pico Interactive, so there's going to be a lot of, uh, releases there. And a lot of cool new retro there. Um, so that's going to be happening. And there's definitely a event or an event on Facebook. There's um, for Game LA. Nice. So, yeah, so I'll be... I'm heading out tomorrow. Probably going to go just hang out at the store tomorrow just to help him set up. But um, yeah, the, the book signing and everything will be Saturday. It's going to be a, be a good time. Um, so, and then, and you- then, of course, we have the Retro World Expo panel. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So you, so sorry, 
before we go into that. So you mentioned Pico, and it just got me thinking. We're the Switchmania Playcast. But there is something coming out that I'm very curious on your thoughts. Um, so I don't know if you're familiar with Evercade. Have you yes. been following this at all? So I bring it up because Pico is one of the licensed uh, publishers of games. And they're going to have uh, a cart with, I believe, 20 of their games that they're doing. And I'm just wondering if you've been, if this is something that you're looking forward to. You know, it wasn't on my radar until recently, but I only bring it up because pre-orders for the Evercade are going live tomorrow or Mm -hmm. Friday. Um, I'm just wondering, what do you think about this? So a lot of that, um, the Evercade stuff with the, the emulators and things aren't really my cup of tea unless we're getting like an FPGA system so like something like the avs for nintendo or the analog systems for super nintendo and sega genesis where it's a Mm -hmm. re um literally like hardware replication in hd of the systems that's where i'm super excited um Mm -hmm. i i don't think that there's any kind of fpga equivalent for certain arcade games and things um and i know some of the stuff on the Evercade is also super nintendo and other different types of roms as well um, I'm not mm-hmm. really, uh, I mean, if I'm going to do that, I'm just going to get a, like a raspberry Pi and, and be a, a old Jack Skeleton, not Jack Skeleton mm-hmm. pirate. This would be a, this is a pirate. You know what I mean? Like, but mm-hmm. if I'm going to go the classic route, I'm going to either play it on the original hardware, um, mm-hmm. and do like the Everdrive type deal or go FPGA. So like something like the Evercade is like, it's like, I'm okay with it, but probably not going mm-hmm. to, to get it. Um, it's the same thing with like the Polymega that's announced where it has all the anamorphous where you keep on connecting all the little connectors to it and you can play your turbo graphics on it with the turbo graphics extension and all the Mm -hmm. stuff like stuff like that to me is also that's going to be just emulation and not FPGA. So FPGA would be super expensive for something like that, but like, it's not really Mm -hmm. my cup of tea. And I mean, I'll just play the original systems on a little CRT and enjoy myself. Like, <laughs> so that's yeah, my thoughts enough. on the on the on that type of deal, like an Evercade. Um, I mean, is, is the Evercade's HDMI? I would assume at this. At yes. This point. Yeah, but I think so. I mean, yeah, I mean, up I... until like a year or two ago, we were still seeing AV style plug and plays and things, and luckily Nintendo has kind of spearheaded the HDMI. Yeah. So not to yeah not to talk too much about it but yeah hdmi connectivity to your tv four three screen same size as the psp with great viewing angles you can select four three or 69 ratio support saving and loading at any point four to five hour battery life um it supports eight and 16 bit games and then they're going to have cartridges with six to 20 games and i only mentioned it because you mentioned pico and they're going to have uh collection one with 20 of their games mega cat studios is going to have 10 games Interplay, Namco, Atari, uh, Data East uh, are all licensed publishers and developer or publishers that are going to be part of this initial stock. So, yeah, I was just curious. It goes live tomorrow. It looks interesting. Yeah. I'm debating if I want to pre-order it or not. I don't know. If Because you mentioned Mega Cat. So that's the only thing to me that's interesting is if, like, a company like them who make, you know, aftermarket games for, like, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, if they're mm-hmm. creating a unique game only for the Evercade, then it becomes interesting to me. Well, they have here Coffee Crisis, Log Jammers, uh, mm-hmm. Creepy Brawlers. So, I mean, I have all of those on NES and 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in Coffee Crisis, I have on Sega Genesis. So yeah, me too. So it's not like unique. And also, Coffee Crisis is on the Switch in the eShop digitally. Um, mm-hmm. So, like to me, that right there, that's it's cool. I would absolutely get the Mega Cat Studios cartridge. Um, but again, not not unique games for the system. When it starts doing unique titles, then it mm-hmm. becomes interesting, and I may pick one up. But I probably won't get any of the non-unique titles, like the ones that are available on other consoles, because I have them. <laughs> yeah. So free. So yeah, I'm I'm debating. There, Funstock.co.uk has an all-inclusive uh, collection with all of the announced titles, a limited black color, and I'm debating. It's 184 dollars though. Yeah, that's uh, not actually talk, that expensive. Talk, but don't talk do me it. out of it, Jeffrey. Um. So, I mean, there's no unique titles, so there's no reason. I would wait, for anybody listening to, I would wait till you start seeing reviews on it, because if you end up getting this, and then the emulation's poor or something, or it's just not mm-hmm. quite up to snuff, then everybody's going to be like, well, it's going to sit there and be a paperweight. Um, right. Now, if people start reviewing it, and it ends up being like the BitBoy, um, mm-hmm. which was like a $30 little Game Boy looking thing, and it's like mm-hmm. pretty damn flawless, like then it's worth getting. Like I actually got a BitBoy, and I've been playing ga- original Game Boy on it, and it's really cool. Um, tons of options. And that, that's straight-up emulation, too, which is mm-hmm. against what I just was talking about. <laughs> but, but um, again, though, it's, it had good reviews. So, you know, if people send out review copies of the Evercade, if I get to play it in this weekend, if if uh, Pico has it, and I play cool. it, it blows my mind, then it's like maybe I'll change my tune next week when we talk. Yeah. But, All right. I am, yeah. I'm going to hold off then. It's hard. I, you know, you hear limited edition, black color, and it's just like, oh, it looks nice. But okay. Thank yeah. you. Not sold on it yet. Not yet. No, that, that's fair. There's you a know lot what? I, coming out too. Like a I lot of stuff. And like. To me, it's I've been focusing on Switch myself, and I mean I'm still getting NES aftermarket homebrew games and stuff too. So got one this week. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Limited All edition right. one. Limited. Nice. <laughs> All right, so Retro World Expo is coming up, you say? Yeah, and we're gonna be live. Uh, we doing are a panel oh, oh my God. for the. <laughs> for the Switch Mania playcast, but also we'll be live on Kickstarter during it. And I'm not sure how JP is going to structure any contests we're doing with the um, with the actual Switch Collector Kickstarter. Um, mm-hmm. But like people who, like I've done in the past, where people who back live get a treat or something. Like I bring stuff. Like like we might have to do something pretty fun and, and crazy at the panel. Yes. So I will say that on ter- in terms of social media, we do have some contests planned. We're still working out the details, but uh, right now we're still planning on partnering, uh, hopefully with Super Rare Games, with uh, Play Asia, East Asia Soft. Uh, they seem to be big, initial big supporters of the book. You know, we showed them what it was all about. They, they, they liked it, and you know, we asked them if they wanted to do some kind of partner promotion thing, and they seemed on board. So we're going to be finalizing that. Hopefully we'll get to partner with uh, my good friend Destiny FOMO. Maybe we can be giving some systems away during that month uh, and some really cool games just to just to spread the word of the book. Because I mean I'm 
I'm 100% committed to this book, not, and I always say this, not because I'm, I'm part of the book, but because I believe in it. I believe in you, Jeffrey, and I love your past works. And the fact that you're doing a switch book now, to me, is just icing on the cake because it's my favorite system. And I wanted to have the system documented. And the best way to do it is year by year like you're doing it. You're starting early enough where people are just getting into collecting. It's the perfect time to pick up this book because you're not so far down the rabbit hole that you can't you can't find everything or you know there's too many games where you don't know where to start this is just the best way we start with year one you get to learn all about the switch you get to learn all about the games coming out and you get to learn really cool tidbits and things that you never knew about and with your books like you always mention you have uh backer uh oh my god backer contributor stories stories. contributor stories yes thank you and you know what? I love that. I love reading people's stories. That's why I love doing interviews. That's why I love just talking to people because everybody has a story, right? And with yep. the Switch, it, I mean, to me, it brought together this amazing community that I've never been part of a gaming community before the Switch. And I absolutely love that everybody from every walk of life, every age group is representative in the Switch community. And they're so active and vocal and in a good way. I mean, it's a really positive community that I really am looking forward to who's going to be writing stories about what the Switch means to them, you know, what they've been enjoying about it, you know, whatever they want to put in the book. To me, that's going to be a section that I'm going to go to immediately because I know the game's coming out. So I will absolutely look at those sections. But to me, it's, it's the the human interest pieces that that really captivates me. So I'm really hoping that people, you back it at the tier where you can contribute a story because I really want to know, you know, all what you think about the Switch, what it means to you, things like that. But on top of that, you know, the book is also going to be talking about cool collector pieces. That's where I come in and I promise I'm writing and mm-hmm. I will write. And there will be, there won't just be a picture of my collection and then blank pages. There'll be actually cool stuff to talk about. We'll see. Um, we'll see. But no, I, I'm, I'm excited about this book so much. And ever since you first brought the idea to me and said that this is something you want to work on and you asked me to be a part of it, I mean, it was, it was day zero I was on board. And here we are now. The, pod, the Playcast right before it goes live it is mm. just an amazing feeling. Uh, so I'm really looking for updates for the book. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, and, like I, just to put pressure on JP. Like, um, I got a ton of writing done this week alone. I think I'm 15 games away from completing the the fiscal year, and then wow. I got another few left for all the physical releases. So yeah, <laughs> um, so I'm getting close to being done with the with the writing for the for the physical releases section. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, and then it'll be no, it's, the it's digital, be the digital. Time. There's a lot of digital games, though. Um, and I think I did a, a short poll on the Switch Collector group, and I think there was I did see that. one new game that we didn't already have um, that looked interesting. There was a few from, like, the next year, but I, I still documented them because they were new, but it won't go in this book, but it, it'll go in the next one. Um, so even though they, like, were like, oh, sorry about that. It's like, no, it's still going to still useful for the for the game yeah um but yeah that was that was pretty cool too um so a few of the other things um number one is the trailer is live at switchopedia.com on the page so the preview page the trailer's there also from switch collector saturday um we got a video of me talking about the innards of the book the inside of the book the content 
Um, so mm-hmm. I did a, a video about that. Um, and launching this Saturday is the second video that I did, which talks about all the goodies and all the tier items, and I show them all off. And awesome. those are also on the Kickstarter page. Um, and the the second one is not because it's um, not viewable until I until it goes live. Um, mm-hmm. Once it goes live, I have it scheduled just to, to drop. Um, it'll nice. it'll drop on Saturday, and then you'll be able to post it too. I'll be obviously I'll be out of town, but it'll be cool. So all the videos are done though. Um, we're also approved on Kickstarter, ready to launch. All I have to do is click the button and we'll launch. <laughs> oh my god! So yeah. surprise launch today, everybody! Woo! Woo-hoo, we're the Sega Saturn. <laughs> <laughs> I I can't wait. I uh, why why do we have to wait a few more days? Yeah. Um, I'm impatient. You know that. Um. So yeah, that's that's that, that's awesome. Congratulations! I've been working with um, the t-shirt company right now, um, so that's gonna be. I'm getting quotes for that, and um, so that way, because we're gonna have the the same type of we're using the same company and the same type of shirts that Super Madness uses, which are like they're amazing quality. Um, so I know Nico nice. from Super Madness; he gave me his contact. So we're gonna have awesome shirts for that. Um, so the big one that I didn't tell JP about is. I got the manuals in. I did not know that. And I don't have one in my hand, so you must have not mailed mine out yet. They are freaking amazing. Oh, my God. They fit inside the Switch uh, case. Um, they're like It's like 30-ish pages, um, full color. Uh, it has a complete collector's checklist of all the physical releases from year one. <laughs> It's like literally the pocket oh, version gosh. that's already in there. Uh, I only got five copies in. They were super expensive because it was a low amount of them, but they all turned out amazing. So I have five copies um, for the promo. So four. I'm giving yeah, four one, copies. I'll be giving one of the five away um, on Saturday. Somebody has to find me on Saturday at GameWa and they have to identify themselves as knowing about it. Do the chicken dance. Not just gonna give it away, but if somebody says, "Hey, I listen, I'm interested in the," you, you have the promo box for the Switch Collector. I'll be like, "Yes, I do." Um, and I, yeah, I'm not shipping out any of the promo stuff, like, but I'm gonna be seeing JP in person at <laughs> Retro World Expo in Hartford, Connecticut. That's true, you will. So, yeah. And I won't let you forget to bring it. <laughs> well, maybe I also have like a bunch of extra slipcases and stuff, so I don't have any blank. Extra out of side of five, I only ordered five Switch cases from Nintendo, um, blank ones. So that's why we're doing five promos right now. But I printed off um, a bunch of the um, gold. Was it the white gold uh, paper uh, version uh. of the Switch Collector um, promo boxes? So I have a bunch of them, um, which mm-hmm. we're going to use for the initial backers of the switch collector at the nice at the everything tier they're getting that version um for sure like all the initial people um that are getting the promo boxes so yeah. that's now would you want to give away at retro world also oh yeah we're definitely giving away um at retro world and then so we're gonna have out of the five um i get one of everything i do jp's gonna get one so we have three giveaways of those. <laughs> I'm not selling them. <laughs> and so one's going to be given away if somebody finds me at Game Law. Um, and then we'll have mm-hmm. one giveaway at um, 
at Retro World Expo, and then we'll have one giveaway for JP Switch Media. Awesome for the for the website and, for, for listeners. And, and I mean, and I'm sure we're gonna have to give away a Switch also. I mean, we just have to, and maybe even the Switch Lite. I mean, it'll be a Switch collector pack because like items from the Switch collector exactly. will also be in the, the giveaway as well. Um, I got so you heard that here first stuff. on the Switch Mania Playcast. Mm-hmm. Get excited for that, people! Yeah, now I gotta send JP's gonna bug me to send him pictures of this manual because it's amazing. Uh huh. Like, uh-huh. Oh my god! <laughs> you better believe I'm going to. And plus, I got the cards too that we got in the mail for um, that are going in with um, October's um video games monthly boxes so like they're the they're like cut corners card they're like like you know they're they're business cards but they're cut rounded corners Mm -hmm. um so i got all of those i got a bunch of those extra i already sent the um the amount over to them um so we got that and we're gonna be in a couple magazines like one jp happened to be the interviewer and i'm the interviewee so (laughs) that's yes that's happening so big shout out to Switch Player Magazine. The September issue, I believe, has begun shipping already. So if you are a subscriber, you're going to be getting it in the mail soon. There's an interview with Jeffrey Wittenhagen, all about him, all about the Switch Collector book. Uh, and if you're not a member, you can subscribe. You can go to switchplayer.net. There is a Patreon page. You can sign up. It is a great magazine. I think it comes to like $8 a month. That includes shipping already. And it ships worldwide. And there's a uh, physical version which is what i get there's a digital if you want to read it as a pdf but either way september's issue amazing it's gonna it's a really great interview i won't spoil it uh but definitely pick it up yeah it's definitely gonna it was definitely fun to to do the interview <laughs> um and it is the only monthly switch magazine right the only the only dedicated nintendo switch magazine Yes. It's only dedicated to, yeah, because Nintendo Force is covers everything. Everything, right. right. Which, but I want my only Nintendo Switch magazine. Yeah, I haven't actually gotten any of them, and I had to after last week. I had to ask JP, "What's that link again?" Because I um, I subscribe myself <laughs> to it, so they're not even giving me giveaways. It's I'm I'm just subscribing. <laughs> but honestly, supporting them at eight dollars is a no brainer. Like that's that's too easy. Yeah, I'd recommend it. And Great. I mean, we'll see. Because if I really like it, I'm probably gonna have to get the backlog. Because they do have the backlog available on oh. the website. That's what I did. I joined at about issue 12 or 13, I think during their second year, and I immediately just ordered their entire backlog. And it's nice. It's like it's it's bigger than a digest size magazine. It's smaller than like a full size magazine. And it's like it's, it's really a perfect handheld size magazine. It's you know, I have it right here, so I'll just pull the latest one really quickly, but it's about 60 pages long, you know, fully color. They do reviews, interviews, because I am an interviewer. They do commentary, opinion pieces. I mean, it, it really has everything. There's even a nice little collector's corner from oh, JP Switch Mania. That's so cool. So it's you know, it's a really fun magazine. And if you if you are a fan of the Switch, like you said, it's a no-brainer. I mean, it, it has something for everybody. And there's just something about holding a magazine and reading reviews. It's just it's fun and yeah, I, I love the magazine. Paul does a great job with it. Um, so shout out to Paul Murphy and the entire Switch Player Mag team. But yeah, the, the September issue is on its way to your mailbox or your inbox, and it's got an interview with Jeffrey Wittenhagen. Maybe eventually we'll get a Switch Mania Playcast uh, corner or something. <laughs> that would be really cool, yeah. Someday, someday, someday. Um, and look at that. 
I just opened up to an interview I did with Chucklefish Games. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. So I would say uh, to wrap things up, you definitely got to talk about what giveaways you're doing because there was oh a, yeah there was a cool one you had going on. There's there I have I did I blah I have one going on that ends <laughs> you, you to, blah <laughs> I blah I just realized I have one ending in about nine minutes so I have to pick I have to pick the winner soon but pick a winner JP. why do I why that do means I, we got to wrap it up JP <laughs> why why do I do this myself at midnight but either way the first contest Destiny FOMO myself and myself teamed up with Super Rare Games and we have a really cool giveaway so it ends in just a few minutes so if you're listening to this. It's too late. I hope you entered. <laughs> but here, here is what it was. So it was the Super Rare Games giveaway. First place, you get a brand new Nintendo Switch console. You get the Super Rare Games trading card binder that they just released with a random assortment of cards. And this is from actually my personal collection. I bought extra binders. I have a lot of extra cards, so I'm, I'm going to give you a nice starter set of those. You get the Two Tribe 2-pack two that included Toki Tori and Rive with the collector's box. And in addition to that, you get their next game that's unannounced. So you will be the first person guaranteed their next release. So that's, I think, very awesome. Second place, you get the Super Rare Games trading card binder with a random assortment of cards. You get the Toki Tori game and the Rive game as individual releases, so not in that cool double pack. And third place gets a $99 eShop gift card. So it was open to everybody. It ran for a week like we normally do. And I hope you entered, and maybe your name will be announced on Twitter. So definitely check for that in the morning or afternoon when you listen to this. Speaking of giveaways, I finally did ship out Lizette's. uh, (laughs) Yes. She won. I finally shipped out that case. (laughs) And she got it, and she tagged us. So thank you, Lizette. I hope you enjoy it. (laughs) That was all me. I'm a slacker. JP asked me, and I'm like, well, I have to go across town, and I'm in the middle of the workday, and it's it's like near impossible for me to, to get out. That's why I run a, a ship. I have a shipping company, like a, a warehouse for my books. Cause like I, <laughs> like I, we both work for a living. So <laughs> you, you know, what the funny thing is I'm very glad we, we did the segment right now because I completely forgot the contest ended tonight and I would have just gone to bed and everyone would have been like, uh, you're going to pick the winners. So now I will, but I actually have one other giveaway going Ooh, on right now. You can pick the winner live on the podcast. Okay. It'll be late and dated and terrible. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> Okay, so the other giveaway was a flash giveaway that I just uh, did randomly a few hours ago. I started it. I said, for the first time ever, I teamed up with myself. That's right. JP Switchmania has started JP Comic Mania on Twitter, all about comics. So oh, what better gosh. way to start this off than, than with the LEGO DC Supervillains UK exclusives? And there was actually two different ones. One came with a Joker dog tag bundled in the box with the game and one came with a lex luther lego minifigure so i'm gonna have two winners um and all you have to do is follow me everywhere so jp comic mania jp switch mania super simple uh so that contest is going on now until september 9th so make sure you enter it's a really cool game really cool giveaway uh and you are now well, I guess you would have been the first to hear it if we had recorded this on Wednesday. But our next main giveaway is Destiny FOMO and I have teamed up with PM Studios. And we're really excited because we are going to be giving away a brand new Nintendo Switch. Surprise, surprise. But we're giving it away with Horizon Chase Turbo. Yep. And, and you know, that's, that's cool. That's a great game by Aquarius. But we're actually also going to be giving away a not-for-resale not available to purchase 
custom case that PM Studios and Aquirus had created. That we may or may so not. This is a case that you can't a week ago. <laughs> exactly. So we have one, one of the few that have been made, we are going to be giving away to the first place winner. So they get the system, the game, and a custom case made by the, the developers and publishers. Second place is going to get a copy of Horizon Chase Turbos on the Switch. So it's only going to be two prizes this week, but I think they're very cool giveaways, great studios, great game overall. If you want to learn more about Horizon Chase Turbo, you can read the review on jpswitchmania.com. We love the game, and we're very happy it got a physical release. Uh, but that is the next giveaway that's coming up. Perfect. And so let's wrap things up so you can do your giveaway. Um, <laughs> so you can find sure, me everywhere, uh, but you need to find me at switchopedia.com. You need to find JP at switchopedia.com because we right. are starting the Switch Collector. Um, however, the entire backlog of available books that I've done is I have 12 books published. Um, there are only Ooh. a few available, and the stock is limited. Um, you can find those all at Hagen's Alley. Dot com. Um, they won't be available physically anymore on Amazon because Amazon decided to just um, trash and throw out $1,000 worth of my books. So I will no longer be using their services, mm-hmm. <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, they, they, they got rid of um, a few of my books and it was like they didn't ask me and they just did a uh... destruction report to this week. And I'm like, what is that? Like, I was very upset about that. So, yeah, I will not be using them, unfortunately. Um, however, they are available at HagensAlley.com, which uh, go to my Shopify store. Um, mm-hmm. So they're available there. And there aren't that many hidden gaming gems left. Um, so those of you that may want to get some of my backlog, um, I do reprints. But with the Switch Collector, like, that may become a focus. So... Mm-hmm. Like, we may not be doing many reprints uh, while that's going on. Um, so, JP, go ahead. Yep, so you can find me on Twitter at JP Switch Mania, 24-7 all about the Nintendo Switch. If you like comics, JP Comic Mania. It's a new Twitter account, but it's, it's a lot of fun. Share collections and, and updates and things like that. If you want to see some of my past unboxing videos of collector editions for the Nintendo Switch or past episodes of Switch Mania Playcast... My YouTube channel is one place you can go. So that's JP Switchmania. Just type that in. You'll find me. Instagram, JP Switchmania. Of course, the website, jpswitchmania.com, where we have over 420 reviews of physical and digital games. We also have uh, interviews. We have product reviews. We have my most popular feature is the weekly release post where every Sunday I put out what's coming out for the week worldwide for the nintendo switch that supports english sometimes i do you know japan exclusive games but it's mainly games that support english in every region every collector edition every regular edition if there's a pre-order bonus somewhere i note it down i give you the links the prices the information so you have a one-stop shop to get yourself ready for the week Uh, so definitely check that out you can also subscribe to the website by just putting in your email address and then you get all of these cool posts sent right to your inbox so you don't have to worry about missing anything um so question um let's take it back a few episodes is it jp comic mania or jp's comic mania Ah, good point uh (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i don't know let's find out i'm pretty sure that the handle is jp comic so it's so the handle is jp comic mania (laughs) 
Because he because he calls his logo JP's Switch Mania, which has two S's, but the website's JP Switch Mania. All the handles JP Switch Mania. It is. JP well, Comic this Mania. is JP's Com- Comic Mania, JP's. but the handle is JP Comic Mania, just for simplicity purposes. So JP does. Like, yes, I like he, to make things. He, he wants to make things complex so nobody can figure him out. <laughs> Listen, if you can find me, that means you're dedicated, so I appreciate that. And look at that. With one minute left, we are good, people. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. See ya. (laughs) 